Hey guys, Adam Robitel here, director of Escape Room and uh, the taking of Deborah Logan, and you are listening to Three Guys That Horror. Hello, everyone. Um, later on, we're going to talk about It Chapter 2, which is currently in theaters. But right now, uh, we're going to announce our new name, which is The Horror Squad Podcast. So we're three guys at horror for uh, two and a half years, almost three. Um, but you guys know that we went through some changes with hosts and everything, um, for the better. And we decided to kind of revamp our image. So The Horror Squad came to be. We have some uh, cool logos, which you guys will see on our Instagram. Uh, everything's going to be relabeled to The Horror Squad if it hasn't already. So make sure you stay subscribed and following us and liking our stuff and all that stuff. Um, just in case you're a new listener, we're going to go around the table here and introduce ourselves again. My name is Todd, and um, I'm 32 years old, and I live in northern Kentucky, and I don't like the beach. Um, <laughs> no, I, I don't know what to say, really. I've been a horror fan since I was – it was kind of like a forbidden fruit when I was a little kid. And, uh, you know, I caught glimpses of Jaws and – exorcist and things like that and then it didn't really hit me as like a horror horror fan until i was um maybe around 16 when i first saw dawn the dead and then that one just like opened the floodgates where i had to see everything and it's been that way since went to my first con in 2005 when i was around 17 years old and um 
that's just how it is. We started this pod, me and Joe, when it was just three guys of horror, about three years ago, like I said, two and a half, whatever. And now we're here. We have no one to thank but you guys, all the listeners, and we hope you stick around. Uh, let's go with Steve, the newest member. Yes. Uh, yeah. Hey, guys. Uh, I'm Steve. I am older than 32, and I live in Canada. How old so, are you? Uh, just turned 37 <laughs> recently. Kidding. Kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, super happy to join the, the podcast. I've been listening since episode one. Uh, they had me on as a guest on episode 11. And uh, yeah, I'm super happy that uh, I could join everybody and start a new kind of fresh thing with the horror squad it's going to be an awesome time i got into horror when i was a kid my dad was a horror fan and he decided when i was like nine to let me watch night of the living dead uh, the remake uh, it scared me so much i couldn't sleep in my own bed for like a month but i have this thing when something scares me i tend to want to know more about it so i started watching horror movies and eventually just became addicted to it and that's kind of my intro to horror what about you uh let's go with uh joe hey guys um you know of course i you know it's your boy it's your boy joe um i started this podcast of course with todd um you know three yeah but i think it has been about three years now todd and uh yeah i mean for me horror started at a very young age, I was probably around seven years old when I was. Well, I'm 32 years old. I guess. I guess I'll get into that first. Uh, lifelong horror fan, living in Salem now. So in uh, the cap, I, I would call it you know horror slash Halloween capital sort of place. Um, it's really cool, really fun. Uh, but yeah, I started uh, early. I was about seven years old when I saw Child's Play for the first time. Uh, my mom was a huge horror fan, so she would just show me horror fan horror movies growing up, and you know um, her love of horror just you know went off on me, and it's just been a lifelong love of the genre. Um, actually, in high school, I did have a website with me and my friends called the Horror Committee that we did, and um, so that was like really fun. And yeah, I mean, it's just been all horror all the time pretty much for me and yeah that's about it so uh why don't we send it over to our other new member uh sam hi guys you know what to do your age too i don't know why i started that (laughs) (laughs) you know what todd and i'm not going to because i know there's some halloween happy people listening because i shared this on my page and they're probably like what sam's doing this podcast now um so i am a horror slash halloween junkie um pretty much just like everyone else i got my love of horror from my mom just her watching movies growing up um and i didn't really think it was a thing like i was obsessed with them and i loved the way that they made me feel and i was like the only one out of all my friends who enjoyed them um but it wasn't until like in the past few years that i realized that there's other people like me um, so I think that's pretty cool, and I also have a YouTube channel um, where I just do all things Halloween. It's called Halloween Happy. I actually have my own podcast that I did for a while. I started it about the same time that Joe and uh, Todd started their podcast, but it was pretty lonely because I was the only one um, doing it, so I'm glad that they are having me on and parts of the Horror Squad. 
And she's 41 yes. years old, if anyone's keeping track. <laughs> That's 45, okay? Um, I had a question, Joe. Or Steve, actually. You said your dad hooked you, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, my dad. How's your mom feel about that stuff? Uh, scared shitless. <laughs> Anything <laughs> horror. Apparently, she read The Exorcist when she was an early teen, and it scared oh her so much that she completely shied away from horror up till this day. So. Has anyone else read The Exorcist? I never have. Never. No. no. I'm going to have to try that out because I hear it's really good. So yeah, we got three, three moms and a dad that hooked us all. So thanks, moms yeah. and dad. Yes, exactly. absolutely. But uh, uh, yeah, I mean, we're excited. We're definitely excited The horror, with the, the horror squad now. Um, you don't have to go and sub- if you are were already subscribed to us on all the social medias. Those just got changed over, so you don't have to worry about that. Um, but if you know you do want to follow us and you haven't yet, um, at the uh, Horror Squad podcast on Instagram and at Horror Squad pod on Twitter. And, or just search the Horror Squad podcast pretty much anywhere, and you'll you'll find us. And you know who else is part of the Horror Squad? Who? The listeners. The listeners. They are. Yeah. Exactly. Them. Thank you for joining the squad. Uh, you are listening, so you're definitely part of the squad. And uh, yeah, I hope you guys really dig the new artwork. Um, huge shout out to our artist. Yes. Um, Adam, uh, Adam Gorehound, I believe his name is, on Instagram. I'll pull it up uh, real quick. But uh, he did amazing job on the artwork. So a uh, huge, huge shout-out to him. Um, you know, he's an awesome guy, uh, amazing artist. So definitely, if you are wanting, like, any work done for yourself or anything like that, I uh, cannot recommend uh, Adam enough. Uh, let me just pull. Yes, it is Adam Gorehound at Adam Gorehound on Instagram. So go and show him some love as well. Um, I was actually talking to him because he did he did our original artwork too for the three guys that are. And... No, I think I did the original. Oh, you did. You did. You did yeah, the right. original. Sam, original. Yeah, Sam did the original. Original. But uh, who, who did who did the one after Sam though? Someone. Adam did the zombie. No, there was one where we looked like uh, South Park. Oh, South Park. Oh, that yeah. was um, uh, Aaron. 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 Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a listener. And yeah, that was a great one, too. Maybe he can do a new one for the Horror Squad. That would be yeah. really fun to see. Um, but yeah, shout out to Adam uh, for the artwork. He did a, a killer job. Um, if you haven't seen it yet, um, basically, we have two logos. One looks like the Monster Squad, of course, like great horror movie from the 80s. Um, we use that font and stuff. Looks really badass. And then the other one we did is a really, really fun one of uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 cover, but with all of our faces um, as a character. So really, really fun stuff. So if you want to see those, go and check out our social medias. And I'm sure down the road we'll probably end up releasing some merch and stuff. So, uh, yeah, keep an uh, eye and ear out on everything. Hell, yeah. Steve. Steve. Yes. Tell yes. me about the House of Thousand Corpses. Thing, yes. please yeah halloween horror nights so jealous yeah so, so uh yeah so i just came back like last night from uh a week at I, I went to disney first for mickey's not so scary halloween party which is not really horror but if you're into halloween and you like stuff like um uh, you know the, oh my god the, the focus, damn focus focus i'm so tired sorry focus <laughs> focus and uh nightmare before christmas and the headless horseman stuff like that uh, you'll really dig kind of that party. But for this podcast, I'm going to talk about my most of the week at Halloween Horror Nights in uh, 
Orlando. So there are two. There's Hollywood and Orlando. They do different houses. So I'm going to talk about... So they do ten houses, five scare zones, two shows. Uh, I'm going to talk about six of the houses because they're based off IPs, whereas the other one are original houses, and there's nothing I can really say. They were cool, but I don't have much to say about them. Uh, I will start with the House of a Thousand Corpses uh, house, which was really, really cool. Uh, it starts off, you know, you go into Captain Spaulding's shop, and they have a great exterior when you're waiting in line of, like, a close replica, you know, as close as you could get with just a kind of facade of what it looks like, you know, with the ride and everything. Then you go inside, and Captain Spaulding's there, kind of giving you shit and trying to pe- pedal chicken wings, and uh, just a really cool actor. Was, then was you go- the actor, yeah. like, pretty spot on, or? Uh, he was good, uh, but... Like I was talking to you guys on chat, it's uh, he's good, but no one can replicate Sid's performance. I mean, you just can't. And I think he did as good of a job as he could, but there's just no duplicating that performance at all. But his makeup was good. Uh, the size, the way he looked was, you know, pretty close to what the movie is. So it was really cool. I really felt like I was in Captain Spaulding's shop. Uh, so the immersion was really there. And then you go into, very quickly, into his uh, ride. And then it goes into the house, and you see some of the kind of big scenes from the house. Uh, you see the cheerleaders getting tortured, and you meet Otis, you meet uh, all the baby, all the characters uh, from the movie. Uh, it was a really, really cool house. Not one of my favorites, though, because there were a lot of dead spaces where you're not really seeing anything. And because it's confined to a house in the movie... Uh, it it kind of repeats itself. You okay, buddy? Uh, over and over, so it wasn't like the best house, Roxanne! but still very cool to live in that environment. Uh, after that, we had the Killer Clowns from Outer Space, which was fantastic. Uh, if you love that movie at all, you would super love this house. Uh, they even make it smell like uh, what you would think that huh. would smell like. You know, you enter it smelling like popcorn. Then you get a little further, it smells <laughs> like cake, and then at the end, it smells like cotton candy. Uh, and they had all the clowns there. They even had a giant clownzilla, like oh, nice. towering over you. Uh, the house was fantastic. The actors in it, the, like the costumes, were very close to what the movie looked like. Uh, yeah, fantastic house. I went through it five times, though. So. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, yeah, I absolutely adore that house and the merch that came from it. I'm going to do a merch amazing uh, soon from this, uh, especially so Halloween Horror Nights every year has a exclusive figure just for Halloween Horror Nights where you have to actually attend to get. And th- this year, it's a Killer Clowns one, and it's amazing. I mean, it's way bigger than it's been all the other years. It's super detailed. Uh, yeah, it's awesome. Sweet. Uh, after that, we go to Us, which I thought would be a terrible house because even though the movie was pretty good, I didn't know how that would translate into a haunted house, but it was one of the best ones. Uh, they re- you really felt like you were in that movie from uh, that kind of carnival thing that she goes into with the mirrors, and you go into a replica of the house, and then you go into a replica of like the sewers or that where they live. There, it's just uh, it was really creepy. The actors were really into it. It was just super well done. Uh, then we went into Universal Monsters, which was great because it moved along quickly. It was kind of one big room for each of the Universal Monsters, so that was really cool. Uh, Then Stranger Things Season 2 and 3, so this is the second year they had this. They had Stranger Things Season 1 last year. Uh, Not great, again. It's like they picked some weird scenes from this show that, I don't know, maybe I would have picked different ones, but I did get to see that crazy, like, big monster at the end, 
which was really cool, like a really big scale of it. Uh, there were some cool scenes, you know, that they replicated. The actors were pretty good, which is surprising because they're not allowed to have actors under 18. So it has to be adults kind of playing the kids. Mm. But they, they did a good job of finding people that kind of resembled those characters for what they could. And finally, Ghostbusters, one of my top five films of all time. I just adored it as a kid and still do it as an adult. Uh, that was my favorite house. They replicated some of the coolest scenes from the first Ghostbusters. How do you feel about part? Sorry, Steve. How do you feel yep. about part three coming up? Uh, I, I'm super excited. Yeah, I'm super psyched. Yeah, it just sucks uh, that Egon's not alive anymore. But I mean, yeah, it, it is what it is. is. I mean, if you want an Egon in Ghostbusters three, play the video game, which actually just got re-released like last week, I think. Um, it's a fantastic Ghostbusters three. So if ever, I could not recommend that game enough. It's fun to play. The shooting is really fun because of the ghosts. And it's all the original actors doing their voices. And it's just, it's a fantastic, it's as close as the Ghostbusters 3 you'll ever get with the original 4. Uh, but as for the movie, I'm super psyched. I mean, that last one, I'm, I'm going to admit, I didn't like at all. And it has nothing to do with the fact that it was all women. I was fine with that. It was no, it the right that I thought was just <laughs> yeah, terrible. terrible. <laughs> oh my god, the 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 writing, the characters, it just didn't fit at all. Like, I don't care if there's all women, but make a good movie. Sure. Out of it at least. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> no. Uh, no. But yeah, so finally Ghostbusters House was awesome. It really replicated those scenes. Awesome. The, the huge Stay Puft. Um, yeah, the librarian, one of my favorite ghosts in like, film history was there. It's just, it was awesome. It was a great event. I couldn't recommend it enough. Awesome. So is Ghostbusters your number one? Yeah, Ghostbusters is my number one. But, you know, nostalgia plays a part in that, I think, because I'm such a huge fan of Ghostbusters. If I take nostalgia out of it, uh, it would be close between maybe Killer Clowns and maybe us. Like, honestly, wow. that house really wow. surprised me. I uh, I wasn't expecting to be so into that property as a haunted house. Awesome. And also, about, huge. Uh, I just want to give a huge shout out to. Uh, I met Katie uh, Ruby Songbird thirteen. Uh, she listens to this show. I met her at Halloween Horror Nights. We did some houses together, so that was awesome. Wait, so a huge shout out Steve. to her. Yep. And you also met. I also met. <laughs> She's I, a I YouTuber. Think... Oh, Graveyard oh, yeah. Girl. <laughs> uh, that's right. I met Graveyard Girl. How was that? Uh, yeah. So. Graveyard Girl, she has like 8.3 million followers. Um, I'm a huge Haunted Mansion fan, and there's a store that's kind of in the back of Disney Springs where they sell really high-end Haunted Mansion stuff. And I was in there, just like nobody ever goes in that store. So me and my wife are kind of going around, and my wife's looking at some art prints that we're looking to buy. And I see a guy, and I'm like, I kind of recognize that guy. And my, my head always goes to... Uh, it must be someone I know from like my childhood, like someone I re- like I played baseball with or some stupid thing like that. But then I kind of like recognized him. And I look behind beside him, and it's uh, Graveyard Girl. I'm like, holy shit, that's uh... and she was really cool, very very cool girl. Uh, talked to her a little bit. Yeah, it was it was a surreal moment. And she bought like sixty, what did I say, like sixty three hundred dollars worth of merchandise from that oh, store. So get that yeah, good I, YouTube money. Yeah, my God, no kidding. Because I was in line behind, uh, like, I guess her parents that were paying for it. And I was just listening, and I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, took took, It was good, though. It was a great experience. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, hope you guys can go next year. Oh, yeah, it's on our bucket list for sure. I mean, Todd, you've never been, right? 
Uh, yeah, to the Hollywood ones. Oh, the Hollywood ones. Okay, yeah, in California. Florida. Yep. Okay, cool. Yeah, wasn't I've seen a lot of people posting about it, Steve? Was there like a creep show house, or is that in California? Uh, so California has a creep show house, which uh-huh. in, I, I forget which of the houses they don't have in Orlando. Like, it's it's the only house that was kind of different. I forget yeah. which Orlando one is exclusive to Orlando, but yeah. They had creep show we did, and I was kind of bummed about that because I really like creep show. Yeah, I saw some people posting on Instagram. It looked pretty awesome, but that's awesome. Um, what else was I going to ask? How about merch? You buy a ton of merch? Oh my god, did I ever? <laughs> uh, yeah. So cheap, cheap plug. Uh, I have a YouTube channel, Flipping the Nerd. I'm going to have recaps of all the events. I filmed everything at the event, so I'll have recaps of them. I will do a huge merch uh, kind of unveiling because I bought a lot of stuff. They got really cool exclusive merch, and I got a bunch of I, I'm going to rate the 10 houses, the five scare zones, and the two shows as well on my top 10 this week. So nice. check it out. Yeah. All right. What was the scare zones? Were those like based off movies too, or are they just like random? Uh, so there was a scare zone based off Zombieland Double Tap, which uh, was an absolute garbage scare zone. <laughs> Like it was just, I like the movie's gonna be honestly. Yeah, I'm not expecting much out of that movie. And there was also a Rob Zombie one, uh, wow. which was more based based on just music than his movies. Uh, it was cool, but uh, Scare Zones I, I found kind of disappointed this year compared to like last year that had Killer Clowns and the year before that Trick or Treat. Yeah, but uh, they had so, Chuck last year too, right? Oh yeah, yeah, they had Child's Play last year too, and that was awesome too. Yeah. yeah. So, so nothing. The scare zones were a disappointment. That was probably the only disappointment. Everything else was fantastic this year. All right. Cool. Well, it sounds like an awesome trip. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. I'm just super exhausted. All right. So yeah, guys. Uh, Steve, thanks for that. That event sounded amazing, and we will be checking it out. Um, one last thing before we get into the rest of the show here, just wanted to remind you guys of the couple of conventions we have coming up. No, first one being Rock and Shock, which is going to be in Worcester, Massachusetts, uh, October 11th, 12th, and 13th. I'm excited to announce now that Steve will be joining me as well on Friday, and possibly Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Sam's still up in the air, I think, but uh, definitely me and Steve there on Friday. I'm sure I'll be able to drag Sam there as well, so you might be able to... Yeah, so you'll probably be able to catch three out of the four of us, the Horror Squad, um, at the con. We will be uh, at the Dorkening Podcast Network table. Um, We got uh, a banner, so you'll just look at that Horror Squad banner, or just look for uh, the Dorkening table, and we will be there. So come by, say hi, get some free stickers, free magnets. Um, It'll be uh, an awesome time for sure. And um, one other thing I just found out about on Saturday... Uh, unfortunately, Steve will only be there on Friday, so he won't be able to join me, but um, we will be doing a live podcast um, at Rock and Chalk with the rest of the Dorkening Podcast Network crew um, at noon um, in the panel room. So um, if you will be attending Rock and Chalk, come and uh, hang out and listen to um, the live podcast at noon at Rock and Chalk. Um, and also... Uh, the other con is December 6th through the 8th, which is Wicked Weekend, which will be happening at, uh, in Stafford Springs, Connecticut. Um, huge guest list. going to be an awesome time. We are an official sponsor for that podcast, for that convention now, and uh, I will be emceeing, and uh, meet Todd. me, Todd, and Sam will be there, and we will be uh, hosting 
all of the panels. Um, I will say you are definitely going to want to get VIP if you can, um, especially if you're going to be there um, all three days because there's a VIP party Friday and Saturday night, and there's going to be um, exclusive panels for VIPs only, one of those being the Blair Witch Project reunion panel and the Halloween Rob Zombie reunion panel. So there will be panels for regular admission as well, but if you want to get those really awesome panels and you know, being able to um, kind of mingle with the celebrities anymore. And Open Bar is also included in that VIP admission. So um, definitely look into the Wicked Weekend as well. Um, just start, go to thewickedvault.com for that. And, um, yeah, that is it. It's going to be bad. It'll be cool, man. Hell, yeah. It's going to be awesome. All right, a little story time. A, oh, sorry. No, go for it. Go for it. <laughs> I was going to say, and here's a little advertisement for Rocket Shock as well that we have. Do you have a craving for creatures, a thirst for thrills, and a hunger for horror? Then you need to gorge yourself on the gore of Rockin' Shock. That's right, Worcester's annual horror convention, Rockin' Shock, comes for you from the DCU Center in Worcester, Massachusetts on October 11th, 12th, and 13th, featuring the Ladies of Evil Dead, Betsy Baker, Ellen Sandweiss, and Teresa Tilly, Ray Wise, and Sherilyn Fenn of Twin Peaks, Jason Voorhees himself, Kane Hodder, John Dugan and Ed Neal of the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and making his first appearance, the legendary Bruce Campbell. Hail to the king, baby. Go to rockandshock.com for the full list as new guests are added all the time. Rock and Shock, be there and be scared. When there is no more room in hell, the dead will walk the earth. Alright, quick shout out to uh, my new friend, Uneasy Terrain on Instagram. I was actually on a plane ride back from Austin. And uh, I noticed this guy in the waiting room with the slipway camp shirt on. I'm like, man, watch this. I'm going to sit next to that dude. Sure enough, he walks on the plane, sits right next to me. I'm like, and then we started talking. He was on his way to a con in Chicago. And uh, super cool guy, Uneasy Terrain on Instagram. He's now following us on the podcast, which is cool. And uh, you never know when you're going to meet a horror fan, so make sure you wear your horror, your horror shirts everywhere you go. Definitely. Uh, all right, so some sad news. Unfortunately, uh, Sid Haig passed away yesterday at the – I mean, old age, man. Eighty years old. That's a that's a great run. Um, uh, most famous for Captain Spaulding, of course, from uh, House of Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects, Three from Hell, and some other stuff with Rob Zombie, Halloween, uh, Spider Baby from the '60s, stuff like that. Um, little, they haven't really released how he passed away. I don't know if they have since yesterday, but I haven't seen anything. But um, yeah, just super unfortunate in the horror world. I think all of us have met him. And uh, he's always a class act, really nice, very accommodating. Um, unfortunately, throughout the last few years, he was showing his age, and um, I just it caught up with him. So I'm just going to run down a little list here of some movies, if you guys want to talk about your favorite um, movies he's in or character, which I'm pretty sure everyone's going to say Captain Spaulding, so we can skip that. But um, when was the last time you guys met him? Sam, have you met him recently? Actually, no, I haven't met him like up close and personal. But no, I you just... can't, Sam. Uh, well, I've always like creeped Yeesh. and stalked from afar. So, yeah. Joe. Ah, uh, yeah. So I've met. I officially only met Sid one time, and it was at like one of my first horror conventions ever, probably in 
I want to say it was like 2004 or 2005. It was like right when Devil's Rejects was getting ready to come out. I don't think it was officially out yet. But uh, he was at Rock and Chalk, which is a con that I've attended since like the beginning of when they were started. And uh, yeah, I mean, he was awesome. You know, I was like 18 years old at the time. Was a huge House of a Thousand Corpses fan. Obviously, Captain Spaulding, just badass. One of the coolest characters. Me and Sam actually watched it last night uh in honor of uh sid and i was just like man he's just so good in this movie just Mm -hmm. such an awesome character so i had to go and meet him and yeah i mean he was awesome i mean the dude is just so genuine and was always such an awesome um you know he just loved the fans i mean still up until you know a few months ago he was still doing cons only charging ten dollars for an autograph and a picture. I mean, just insane. No yeah. one does that anymore. And, you know, he just, he got it. He knew, you know, he appreciated the fans. He loved the fans. And, I mean, he will he will be greatly missed. Um, my favorite performance, I mean, I'm going to go House of a Thousand Corpses. Um, I thought, you know, he was more prevalent as Captain Spaulding in that one, whereas in, the, in Devil's Rejects, you know, he wasn't in the makeup as much and stuff like that. So I'll go House as my favorite performance from him. But, uh, yeah, he'll definitely be missed. Yeah, he was uh, doing cons up to the day of his death, man. Um, yeah. He had a bunch on the schedule, and I, I had seen him last in uh, whenever I did indie. I think that was last month. But um, even though he wasn't feeling well, man, you can tell you can still uh, tell he like did the effort to just be a cool guy, and uh, definitely missed. What about you, Steve? When's the last time you saw him, or have you met him? Yeah, so he's actually the first celebrity I met at a con ever. Uh, this was like I'd say two thousand and nine. And I told a story where I actually saw him outside the con trying to find his way into the con. And I had to help him out because he didn't know where he was going. And I, the reason I went to that con was to meet Stan Lee. That's why I went to the con. But when I saw him, I didn't realize he was at the con. So I actually went to his table first before I went to Stan Lee because, I, I mean, I just loved House of a Thousand Corpses. <laughs> you know, I remember when that movie came out on DVD, I skipped school. To go uh, to make sure I was there at the opening gate because they were giving like a deck of cards that had House of a Thousand Corpses on it, and it turned out I was the only guy who actually was there <laughs> at, at the gate. But, <laughs> and I got there like an hour early, you know, just to, like a total idiot. But uh, yeah, I mean, his he was just so good as Captain Spaulding, and I'll always, rem- I mean, obviously I remember him as Captain Spaulding. But what I always think about is that amazing uh, DVD menu where he just talks to the camera as if he's talking into, talking to you as Captain Spaulding. And there's a lot of footage of it, because if you let it go on for a while, uh, it just keeps on going and going. And it's so awesome, because you really feel like he's talking to you, and it's actually, like, it gives me the chills. So, amazing guy. Very cool, too, when I met him. Super lovely guy, and uh, I'm going to miss him for sure. Yeah, that menu is awesome. Uh, even when they, you, you ask them to tell a joke, Tiny Fuck the Stump. That shit's really good, too. Um, yeah, just, like, larger than life. Like, a real big dude in person, too. And, uh, yeah, you will be missed. I can't say add anything else you guys haven't said already. House of a Thousand Corpses is one of my favorite movies of all time. And he is just uh, awesome. So may he rest in peace. And uh, I guess support Three from Hell when it comes out on Blu-ray on the 15th. And it also has a re-release in theaters for one night only on the 14th of October, I believe. And, yeah. um, and yeah. we'll be covering it for sure. We will. And that's about yeah. it. So rest in peace, Ed. Yeah. And go well, get thing. 
go get his merch. Uh, he, you know, if you are, were a huge Sid fan, go get some of his merch. He has a bunch of figures, T-shirts mm-hmm. out there and stuff. I mean, I got the NECA figure. That's like one of my favorites. The cloth Captain Spaulding figure, and I got the Funko Pop. That's like super expensive super now rare, for whatever yeah. reason. Yeah, went out of print. So, Just the Leatherface yeah. one's out of, out of print too, and it's expensive. Oh, is it? Yeah, no, kid, I got that one too. Um, nice. I think Sid's the. I, I think I have him like the most signatures out of everyone I met. I think I have a couple like three figures, three or four posters, just because he's so cheap, <laughs> like ten bucks yeah, and right. and super nice. So, yeah, man, that's, um, it. Just sucks, man. Time catches up with you, I guess, right? Yeah. Uh, so something I just read today that I actually didn't know. I don't know if you guys knew this. He was actually the first choice to play Marcellus Wallace in Pulp Fiction. Oh wow! <laughs> I mean, how 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 different would that movie have been if you played Marcel Swan? Really? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I th- I thought that was an interesting piece of trivia that I saw about him, and uh, it would have been awesome to see for sure. Let's see. He was in yeah. he was in Jackie Brown, I think, right? And what what was the other Tarantino movie he was in? I, I think he was in a couple. Tarantino loved him because he, he, yeah. he Tarantino loves him. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Good guy, man. Yeah, and uh, Rob, if you know you follow Rob Zombie, um, he's been posting a bunch of behind-the-scenes yeah. photos of like him and Sid and stuff like that. Really cool stuff. Um, he actually has an amazing photo of uh, Sid in the first like clown costume they tried out for um, House of Thousand Corpses. It's like super different and weird. So go and uh, check that out too. I also like seeing everyone post their memories. Of- yeah when they would meet him too and yeah. at all the horror cons i liked seeing that yeah absolutely and uh yeah i mean if you you know if you're posting your memories and stuff for sid uh you know hashtag us and we'll mention you on the next episode and stuff like that and uh we'll share your stories as well so in honor of sid way to try to capitalize joe <laughs> I know. Jeez. I'm like my hand is just slapped. Slap his ass! Right now. I was just shaking my head. I'm Edit it out. No, I'm leaving it in. Edit. Everyone's gonna know what a piece of shit you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, baby. Man, have you uh, real talk here? Have you guys ever uh, cried from a actor, horror actor dying? Not a horror no. actor, but a no. normal one. What what normal I actor? I was so sad when Heath Ledger died. I was like really attached to his work. Like you liked him, like he was a cute guy or a good actor kind no, of thing. I mean, he was cute, but I thought he was a really good actor, and it was just such a shame that he died so young. Like I just felt like yeah. he had so much left to do. Yeah. yeah, no, no, I never cried when any like actor, famous person's died. Died when Michael Jackson mm-hmm. died, you didn't cry. No, but I'll tell you, I'll tell you <laughs> which one that hit. The one that hit me the hardest was James Gandolfini because I was such a huge Sopranos fan, oh. and uh, it was just like out of nowhere. No yeah. one started coming. So his like, son's that one, playing like, him, isn't it he? Bombed me out. Yeah, he is. That's what I heard. Yeah. yeah. And the guys? the Sopranos like movie they're doing or whatever. Yeah. I have. Yeah, not for uh, Sid. Really bummed me out just because. Yeah. I mean, we already talked about it, but uh, no Romero. Like I went down and yeah. Yeah. shed some tears because I mean oh. he's the one that got me in the horror so. And he was right. a super nice old. He's like a grandpa, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. Just I have a great Romero story. Actually, it was one of the first cons I ever went to. I was actually. I think you'll see it, it if you see um on my Instagram my picture I posted with Sid the first time I ever met Sid. I'm wearing a brain dead shirt, and Romero was at that same con, and I was just like walking around the con, and Romero walked by me, and he just yells "brain dead" and like in, the, in like a crazy voice. It was so cool. But yeah, he was <laughs> awesome. Badass. <laughs> 
Yeah, and yeah, for me, it's... Uh, tag us. <laughs> We'll, share <laughs> <it>. <laughs> <laughs> we'll donate yeah, $2 no, I, I to every... <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my yeah, God. I, <laughs> I can't with you guys. <laughs> okay, sorry. Steve. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, I, I never cried for a horror celebrity. The two that I felt the worst about were Robin Williams, when I found out he passed yeah. away, and when I was a kid, uh, Owen Hart, the wrestler... Because I was watching that pay per view, I was he dies on the pay per view. Yeah. So it he was died like, on there. Damn. Yeah, he died on yeah. that. He was the freak accident. He oh fell. Oh my god! I'm he, shocked you have not shown that to me. Joe. Oh, they don't show it. Oh, they don't. No, no, no. It was like off camera when oh, it happened. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. sad. But he was way up, like in the rafters, like mm. you know, like thirty feet, forty feet above or whatever. And uh, he was getting hoisted down, and the uh, like safety harness like broke. And he like plummeted down to the ring and wow. died. Yeah, it's brutal. Yeah, it's just because they kept the show going, and you could tell in the wrestlers' faces that they were super sad. And it was tough for them to keep going, and wow. it's just like it's brutal to watch and just like yeah. living through it. It's just like oh. that sounds awful. Yeah, yeah, and I mean Romero bummed me out too, but because he was old, and I, you know, it's, I feel like he kind of lived his life, so yeah. for sure I was bummed, but I didn't like. I wasn't like super surprised about it, you know. Yeah, so, yeah, he he was great too. Though I, my, my Romero story is, I went to a con for him, and I ran to his table because I knew that would be a huge line. I mean, it's George Romero, and there was nobody there, not a single soul. So I got twenty solid minutes talking to him because nobody else was going to his table, and I thought that was such a such a shame. But uh, at least I got my time with them, and he was super awesome, was a really nice guy. Were you in Canada when you met him? I was yes, actually he because he he, he lived in Canada right. when, uh, for the last like part of his life, and he was telling me the story that uh, so he lived in Toronto, but apparently his in laws lived in Montreal, so he did the con so he would avoid his in laws, uh, which was in Montreal. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, I'm only here because I don't want to hang out with them. So. That's funny. Yeah, he was a super super nice guy. Yeah, cool guy, cool guy. Yeah. So send that uh, send that money in and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Joe's House of Horror. <laughs> right. Hashtag Sid Haig. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder how Bill Mosley's gonna take it because um, him, him and Sid always did like the panels at every con they're at, and I just saw the last one and it was really cool. So Rob said that Sid uh, that uh, Bill's actually the one that called him to tell him oh, about God. Sid's. Past, so yeah, sucks. Let's let's all right. Let's get into social media, Steve. <laughs> That's a good segue for. <laughs> uh yeah so actually we're gonna do social media after it today because almost all the questions were it related uh and the ones that weren't were attached with it related questions so i'm gonna move the segment today after the it so check that out at the end of the episode let's do some what watched yeah you guys mind uh, i'll start i'll oh, start i guess oh sorry <laughs> no i was just gonna talk uh, about candy corn but i guess i'll go after you okay uh, first one I got is actually a rewatch for me. Uh, Annabelle comes home. Uh, me and Sam went to an advanced screening of it, but I was like so drunk when we watched it that I like totally didn't really remember much about it. Um, so I rewatched it, and you know what? I gotta say I actually really enjoyed it. I uh, found it quite uh, quite an enjoyable watch. I think it was probably the best Annabelle movie they've done so far. Um, with that being, I haven't seen Creation in a while because I do remember I did like Creation, but 
I found this one to be just more like fun, and I liked the whole them being like stuck in the house, like with the babysitter thing, and there was a lot of like cool characters and creepy things. Um, the one thing I really didn't like was the werewolf stuff they did with it. I thought that was like really stupid and unnecessary, and they really didn't need to go there. Um, but all the rest of it, I, I thought it was pretty good. So I, you know, if you're into like the Conjuring movies and stuff like that, I, I think this is a, a welcome addition. And uh, I, overall, I really dug it. That's in my top five so far. Annabelle. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, it was really good. All right, what watch for me? Candy Corn, but I believe we're gonna cover it, right? Yes. <sighs> so I'll save it. Uh, I finished Mindhunter season two. I know I talked about the first two episodes uh, a couple episodes ago, Uh, but Mindhunter season two is excellent. I don't know if you guys have started or finished it yet, so I won't spoil anything. Um, But yeah, just a background again, a couple FBI agents, they're uh, starting the whole how to profile serial killers thing back in the seventies. And they go around talking to serial killers and solving crimes and stuff. And it's really dark, really brutal. David Fincher is actually a part of it. So you can tell by his um, filmography already how it'll be. And, uh, yeah, Mindhunter season two, I was so bummed when it ended because I wanted more. So I can't wait for season three. Can't recommend the show enough. Season one and two on Netflix. Steve or Sam? All right. I got nothing um, this week. So. Steve was too busy. Steve was too busy at heart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm watching the changeling right now on Shudder as we record this. And that's oh, another oh, nice. ghost movie. So oh. check that out. But, uh. No, I, I was on vacation, so I didn't watch any movies. Um, recently, I rewatched uh, The Conjuring one and two. I mean, I'm not going to explain them because everyone knows what they're about. But what happens? Which one's your favorite? One is my favorite. What happens on one and two, like from beginning to end? So it <laughs> starts off as. Can you do? Can you do Patrick Wilson's uh, Elvis song for me? <laughs> Patrick's doing cons now. I hope he does more. Oh, is he? he well, he just did Horror Hound recently. Oh, I'll yeah. He, he won't, he's not doing more, though. What? You think it's, so, you think it's a one and no. done? Why? Uh, so so th- there's this group on uh, Facebook that get autographs for people, and oh, they, they talked to Patrick Wilson, and he said this was a one-time thing because he's just too uh, busy to do these, but he'd like to do them in the future. So uh, he'll do I don't it. think he'll, he'll do be them. there soon. Yeah, in the he'll do I will see you in 10 years. Patrick. Yeah, I was like, he'll, he'll do it when his career starts to die down. You know, <laughs> But yeah, he would be great to meet. That was awesome. I saw that Lynn Shea was at that same con. Yeah. People got uh, like photo ops with the two, like insidious photo op She'd with them. That's pretty me. cool. She's, she's really nice. I met her one time. What? Yeah. Back when uh, 2001. We haven't, uh, haven't had the... Haven't had the honor. Yeah, 2001 Maniacs came out. Yeah, she's a really nice, really tiny, really sweet, and she's just adorable. Her and George, Grandpa and Grandma. She's adorable. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, All right. Next one I got is Gags the Clown. Um, This is, I believe, it's a Dread Central or Shutter exclusive. I can't really remember, Um, but. Uh, basic premise is, I mean, I don't know if you guys remember Gags the Clown. He's He was like a viral internet sensation. He was like the one that started the clown trend oh, of yeah. people like being like outside, like all creepy. Um, so, I mean, this movie is obviously a little past its expiration date, I feel like. Uh, but I decided to give it a watch. Um, and, oh man, it was really bad. It was really, really terrible. Um, so it shot like uh, faux documentary style. Um, and, oh, yeah, it's just 
terribly acted. Um, the story is just weak, and it just wasn't very overly scary. Um, so Gags the Clown, I would say absolutely skip it. I had absolutely. it on my list, and I will be skipping it. Yeah. <laughs> I just saw the trailer the other day, so. Yeah. All right, number two for me, Friday the 13th was, what, two weeks ago now? One week ago, yes. something like that. So I watched part six, Friday the 13th, and it's an amazing movie, very fun. Tom Matthews of uh, Return of the Living Dead fame. Um, he's the main guy, Tommy Jarvis. And, you know, they're trying to kill Jason because Tommy accidentally brought him back to life. And uh, spoiler alert, part six is in my trivia for later, so keep that in mind. Ooh. And um, just a good movie, man. I, I mean, part four is still my favorite, and uh, one or two through four when Jason is actually a person, you know, before he turns into Supernatural, and he comes back to life in part six because of a lightning strike. And uh, now from then on in, he's a um, Supernatural freaking creature and shit. So really fun, really 80s, and just all around great. Cool. Um, well, going along with Todd's little watch, um, on Friday the 13th, we actually had a marathon all day, and I know I had mentioned before that I don't, I feel like I don't know a lot about Friday the 13th, like I couldn't tell you which one, blah, blah, but there was a lot of stuff that I remembered as a kid watching, so that, I, yeah, that's all I have to say. We yeah, watched, we, we watched, watched them all? We watched them all, yep, uh, well, we stopped at, we skipped over Jason Goes to Hell, because I just... I can't do it, but yeah. Like, um, but yeah, we watched all of them, um, and we skipped. We started watching Jason X, but it was getting towards the end of the night, and we were kind of getting drunk, and we decided to skip to Freddy oh, versus shit. Jason. But, but yeah, we watched. Yeah, we watched all of them. What'd you guys a, do after? It was a, <laughs> it was a blast. Well, nachos? I uh, I watched Joe eat his Friday the Thirteenth. Donut. Yeah, we got Friday the 13th. They had Jason Voorhees donuts at a local uh, brewery, so I went and picked those up, and we ate those while we watched the movies. So, yeah, it was a lot. It was a blast. What did you do after that? <laughs> I was kidding. <laughs> Sam got in her broad panties, and I got in my Jason costume, oh and I chased God. her around the, uh, the house. <laughs> <Not> <laughs> to did, did you get a noise violation this time? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I put the it was <laughs> no, I wouldn't go there. You put the lotion in the basket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, is it my turn? Uh, Steve. Maybe. Yeah. Know, no. Steve's on vacay. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think it might be mine. I got one more. I think here. What do I got? Uh, oh yes. Um, I watched uh, Hell 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 House LLC three, the uh, third movie in this uh, franchise. Um, I really liked Hell House LLC 1, the first one. I thought that was a really good, effective, creepy movie. Um, the second one, not so much. Um, I found it rather weak. Um, this one was okay. It was better than the second one, but it, it. I feel like they tried to go back to what made the first one scary and didn't, and like almost tried to mimic it. Um, so there wasn't much new. Um, they're with it and they tried to wrap it up um i think they're trying to they were trying to go with like a trilogy here and they weren't planning on making another one um but it was kind of just like rather underwhelming the way they uh ended it and i think they could have wrapped it up a, a little better but i mean i think you're a fear fan of the franchise it's you know it's a, it's a decent watch cool i uh, watched house of the corpses like we already discussed earlier amazing movie top 10 well acted. Yeah. I, I mean, I acknowledge though that it's um, it's got some uh, terrible parts in it, and it's got Rob Zombie shit in it. 
But overall, I just love the feel of it. What are the terrible parts you feel? Uh, I feel like zombie shit. You mean (laughs) zombie gold? Am I right? Eh. Crickets. Eh. (laughs) No, he he had. He's always had like a weird love for like out of place angles. You know, like he'll have a traditional shot. Well, do you love them when, like, in... Oh, that's right. You like 31, though. Never mind. Not as much <laughs> as House, though, so... No, but he, he no, has I'll... an overuse of that stuff, in my opinion. Plus, like, the writing is really, like... Uh, for the for the victims is really um, cliche. And uh, mm-hmm. the writing for the killers, like Bill Mosley and all them, is really good. But when he gets to the kill- uh, the regular people, it's kind of forced, in my opinion. But it's, like, his first movie, so it's a little rough. But that being said... Oh, Walton Goggins, too. I fucking love that guy. And he's a... The deputy, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, he's good. He's yep. good in everything he does, and that's like one of his first movies. And that fucker canceled a con that I was gonna go to. Ah, oh, bummer. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Corpse is top ten easily. So I'm not gonna talk about that. But I did finish The Walking Dead season nine. So I know Steve's current because he's he's a big fan of that show. Are you guys gonna watch it yeah. at all? Because I want to spoil some stuff. Nah, you you can spoil it. I don't see myself ever going back to it. Walking Dead season oh, yeah. nine. Yeah, Steve, unmute your mic, man. We gotta talk about season nine here. But um, uh, I'm here. All right, so season nine. Well, let me correct myself. I watched the second half of season nine. I had stopped at the first half when it was airing because I just wasn't into it. Um, but season nine has the whispers, which are zombies. I mean, not zombies. They're people that dress up as zombies and like sneak around with zombies. So you can't tell who's a zombie, who's a regular person. Um, at this point, Rick is thought to be dead, even though he's not, because everyone knows that if you watch season eight. And then um, yeah, a lot of uh. They kind of went back to the horror roots. There's a lot of, you know, attempting to be scary moments, a lot of good use of fog. There's some graveyard scenes, stuff like that. It it was kind of unintentionally funny for me, though, with the, the whispers, like the, the main bad guy named Alpha. She's this girl that shaves her head, and she's just got this goofy voice, and she's not scary at all. But other than that, I really like the direction where they're going, especially the second-to-last episode where they literally beheaded, like, eight of the, like, starring cast members or supporting cast members from the from the people you're supposed to like, uh, without any warning or anything like that. They were at a party, and then the next scene, their heads are on a pike because the Whispers captured and cut their heads off. It's really freaking good. So, um, I know you really like it, Steve. How would you feel about the end of Season 9? Yeah, so, so uh, it, it was a really cool second half of Season 9. Uh, I think, if I remember, because I watched the whole season kind of mixed together, but was the first episode the graveyard one where they, uh, they killed Jesus? That was the last episode before the break. Okay, so, yeah. So I guess the fallout was in the first one. So uh, yeah, it's just you could tell that they're going for a more of a horror vibe, like you said. And then they have Alpha, which I agree. So I, I read the comic as well. Alpha is a little bit more terrifying in the comic because she doesn't, you know, you don't hear kind of her voice. She has kind of a really southern, really like uh, over the top, yeah, over the top, yeah, southern voice. Uh, I do like Beta though. Uh, he's played by if anyone wants Sons of Anarchy, he's played he's Opie on Sons of Anarchy. Oh no way! Um, I know that. Yeah, super cool guy, too. I met him uh, a while back. Yeah, so he's, like, scarier because he's really giant, and I love kind of seeing him more. And he doesn't talk, really, so that's even better. Uh, um, It's just, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I thought it's coming back to more interesting storylines. Like you said, the heads on the pike was really cool. That's a way that where the whispers tell uh, the group, this is, you know, kind of the line that you don't pass, and they put the heads on the pike as their line. I thought it was weird that that was the second to last episode and not the last episode because that was such a cool kind of cliffhanger. 
but I feel that the show got burnt off cliffhangers before with Negan's bat, where you didn't know kind of what happened, and people wanted to know, and it was a whole thing. So they did the episode after. Uh, did they do the winter episode? Was that this season, too? Winter? Yeah, where there was, like, a, bl- a blizzard? Yeah, when they had to walk across the, the ice and shit. Right, what did you think of that episode? Uh, off the top of my head, I don't remember anything wrong with it, really. Um, I yeah. really liked how the zombies kept coming out of the snow, even though it was kind of strange, like... I guess it's just like personal opinion or whatever, but um, why are some zombies frozen solid, but these ones are like laying in the ice and they're fine? It was like eh, okay, but overall, that's just nitpicking to me. Did some was something wrong with it in your opinion? It, well, for, for me, yeah, because I mean, you know, being Canadian, I get some pretty crazy winters, but never have I seen a blizzard that was so bad that people had to tie each other to like tie a rope to each other so they can find each other in the blizzard. Like I've never seen a blizzard that bad ever. Uh, it just seemed completely crazy to me that they would have to do that. I mean, you're walking from one building to the other. You don't need to everybody tie each other to each other. It's, it was just weird. Just yeah. little nitpicky things um, like that that kind of bothered me. But overall, love the season. Love the characters that they have. I love Judith, like uh, Rick's... Well, I guess I'm not even Rick's daughter, but... Uh, Shane's Shane's daughter. daughter. Cuck. Uh, I'm really looking forward to season 10, though, because knowing where the story is in the comic and everything, there should be some really interesting moments in season 10. So I like the direction it's going in. Yeah, Negan's being redeemed for all you people out there, so that's a really good storyline. Mm-hmm. And um, I was uh, really surprised that they killed off... Um, what's the boy's name, man? I forget his name. The blonde kid. Oh, my God. I don't think I, I screamed that hard at a TV <laughs> show in a long time. I hated that fucking kid and when i saw his head on the pike because they show him one at a time yeah kind of like the least important character to the most important character and when i saw his head i just like let out a yes <laughs> <laughs> he's just he's like annoying carl like like worse than carl annoying is just awful uh, yeah. Tara, carl thing. carl yeah, <laughs> uh, tara I... same thing i didn't like her oh at all, tara so. like i was like yes finally but no, I was surprised yeah. over the boy. Lesbian? Yeah, she's lesbian yeah. from uh, Governor's group. Yeah, I but, uh, remember her. No, I was surprised because I thought since they fucked up killing Carl, like he was going to be the new Carl. And like, nope, he's dead. I'm like, oh, okay. I, I feel that's what they were going for, though. They were they were misleading you into thinking he'd be kind of the future of the show. Yeah, and just just to kill him off. Yeah, his little little episode, doe-eyed so. fucking turd. Yeah, no, this is going to be the Judith show from now on. Judith and uh, probably Carol and. Daryl, yeah. uh, I don't know how much longer Carol can last because she's like had the same arc over and over again. Like she's worthless, she's badass, yeah. she's sad, she's badass. She's not, like it's like come on, like pick one. Yeah, to be honest, from. for me, like Negan's the most interesting character right now. Negan and Judith have I a agree. really cool yeah. arc. So it's ironic that that character is so good. But Jeffrey Dean Morgan's such a great actor, so that could be a lot of it too. Oh yeah, absolutely. No, I, I really, I kind of, um, it's like weird to say but kind of identify with him a little bit he's like a yeah he, he makes sense even, even though i don't agree with him like burning people and shit like that but like the way he kept everyone in line but i know it's just a show we're like getting crazy into it but yeah, yeah but the, the the way i always saw it and i i always thought that if we watched the same show through negan's perspective i think rick could very well be that character as well well rick like, went in there just, and slaughtered everyone I mean, yeah. he didn't even know who they were no 
Exactly. So it was just a matter of perspective. And we're watching sleep, yeah. from Rick's perspective, so you think he's the good guy. But if we watch it from Negan's perspective, we, we would have understood why he did those things. He was just protecting people. And yeah. it's, it's interesting. Yeah, interesting show. I look forward to the next yeah. one. I'm definitely intrigued again. I was pretty. I was just watching it just because I've been watching it since you know 2008 or nine or whatever. But now it's picking up. So I'm hopefully they. Uh, I'm hopefully they keep on track. But I'm also hoping they end it at season ten and then focus on the movies and make those good. But We'll see. I agree. Well, the end of the comic, right? So, yeah. I mean, there there is an end to the comic now. So maybe there's an end game for the show too. So we'll see. Do right. either of you watch Fear? I don't. No, no, me either. All right. I a kid at work watches it, and he said it's gotten like unwatchable. So I thought it was unwatchable after first episode. Yeah, I was being harsh. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, cool. Anyone else have anything they've been watching? Sam, you, you talked about uh, American Horror Story a little bit, didn't you, on the chat? Well, I'm exhausted from hearing you guys talk about Walking Dead. I feel so left behind. <laughs> um, right. Yeah, Joe and I watched uh, the first episode of um, American Horror Story 1984. Um, for the past few seasons, I've kind of lost uh, interest in the show, um, but this one I'm I don't know. I'm looking forward to it because it's kind of going back to its horror roots. So it's I a slasher. We'll yeah. yeah. Ooh. Takes place in 1984. It's in. It's basically has like hardcore like Jason Voorhees roots. Yeah. Like basically, it's like these group of let's say like really young twenty somethings from LA. They decide to get out of LA for the summer because the Summer Olympics are are heading there. Um, so they go to become camp counselors at this cabin that was closed down because there was a murder, um, a massacre basically that happened there 10 years previously, maybe something like that. Um, but they've decided to reopen the cabin. Um, and basically the killer has, we find out in this pilot episode that the killer, um, that committed this massacre has escaped from prison in a really really fun uh halloween homage yeah um and it's basically heading back to the cabin to exact like revenge so that's kind of that sounds amazing pilot <laughs> yeah it was yeah, really really like, cool i'm surprised I, you guys aren't watching it because it would be fun to cover for the show yeah i think it's i this might have been like my favorite episode in american horror story history honestly um Going back, Murder House was amazing. I really did enjoy that first season, but this is without a doubt the best uh, episode they've done in a long, long time. Um, and I'm I have high hopes for this season. Um, you know, it has that '80s nostalgia, but it's really campy and cheesy. Mm-hmm. Um, so like it's kind of almost parodying the '80s. So you're not getting that, you know, tired, um, you know, Stranger Things it type vibe yeah. of that. So um, yeah, I think it's really, really fun. Um, and I'm excited for it. Yep. Sweet. So I only watched episode one of the first season and episode one of uh, Freak Show. I would I would highly recommend checking this out just since, you know, you're a fan of slashers. And, mm-hmm. like, this has, like, really big, like, Jason vibes, but also ties in other slashers. Like I said, there's a Halloween homage at one point in there and definitely some, like, other, like, you know, smaller slashers and stuff like that. So, yeah, definitely check it out. So if you've been to camp, be sure to hashtag us in those camps. (laughs) Have you guys been to camp before? (laughs) Never. 
Me either. Have we been to camp? No. Yeah. No. My daughter's going to go to camp, and I'm like, I'm like, are you going to Todd, camp? Crystal? don't send her off. <laughs> no, I'm like, are you going to Camp Crystal Lake? And she's like, no, I don't want to meet Jason. I'm like, oh. nice. <laughs> um, go ahead, Steve. Yeah, I was just going to ask uh, Joe and Sam, I guess, since you didn't really watch it. Uh, my feeling towards American Horror Story for most seasons is that the first two or three episodes are good, and then it goes into a really weird uh, rabbit hole that it never comes out of. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you think that's going to happen, or do you have that same feeling with that show, and do you think it's going to happen again? I do have that feeling um, based on previous seasons, yeah. but I don't know. This I mean, season just seems so different like than previous seasons and stuff. Like. It seems like they're this season's really straightforward, whereas like yeah. other seasons have kind it's of been like, like weird and mysterious yeah. and stuff. But this just seems like it's going to be a straight up like eighty slap. Ah, uh, kind of reminded me of the final girls. Yeah, that will be the final girls in this episode. So I feel like if they keep up with that theme for the whole series, I think it's going to be an amazing season. Final girls is awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. top ten. Top ten, everybody. Last ten years. Uh, maybe. I mean, that, I don't, know yet, I don't, I'd have to like go through the list, but, um, possibly, I mean, top 20, easy. I need your answer right now. <laughs> top 50. Um, top 50. Top, <laughs> top 10, may, maybe. I don't know. That's really tough. We should do a top 10. That's a segment for another day. Top 10 of the deck. Yeah. We should do that next year. And for 2020, we'll Ooh. do the best movies from 2010 love to 2020. Yeah. Love it. Good job. Good job, kid. <laughs> All right. Love the commitment. That's called a spoiler, folks. So keep fucking listening for the next year, and you'll and you'll get it. <laughs> Hashtag Joe's House of Horror. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Sid Hank. <laughs> uh, yeah, never mind. Uh, you guys ready for trivia? Do you have your trivia sheet? Yeah. Yep. I do. Pull it oh, out, big asking, man. Oh, you're asking for scores. Okay. Pull it out, yes, big man. I have that. I have that as well. Uh, let me... Pull that up. Um, I don't know. Someone go over the rules while I'm pulling this up. All right. For the first-time listeners here, we do trivia based on horror, obviously. And uh, one of us says a question. Everyone shouts it out. Whoever gets shouts it out correctly first gets a point. Um, at the end of the year, whoever has the best score gets an item, $30 item from each person, which is awesome. So some big stakes going on. Um, you can help us out too. We highly encourage you guys email us or Instagram us or Facebook message, whatever, um, with questions. Cause that's really awesome when you guys participate. And also if you're at home, play along, email us in, chat us, whatever with what your score was as well. Cause we'd love to hear it. Yeah. Great idea. Uh, um, and, uh, shout out to Cody. I think he sent in a trivia question, but I think we've already used it. So we're not going to use it, but we appreciate actually, it. Actually, I, I DM'd him. And yeah. we, we had a we had a back and forth, and I well, my first question is going to be from him. Okay, awesome. Lead it off, Steve. Oh no, no. What, what, what are your scores? Well, let me go over the scores first here. Okay, so it, currently in uh, last place, we actually have a tie for uh, in third place right now between Steve and Sam, who both have seven points each. Go us. <laughs> um, followed by Todd in second place with nine points, and in first place. Your boy Joe here with 14 points. Fucking, it's funny how the guy that keeps score is in the lead. I'm just <laughs> going to throw that out there. I'm going to throw that out there. All right. I think uh, Joe's looking at your journal, Sam, and like getting all your <laughs> trivia questions. <laughs> 
We don't know, Steve. Her journal just has right, Michael, so, uh, Michael Myers dick pics. In it. <laughs> oh my god! Don't tell them. That little charred dick. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I hear. I, stick, yeah. I hear that. Uh, like the mask fuses to Michael Myers in part two, and he can't take it off at all. After is that, the, after, like a, is that true? That's what I. That's like the rumor. It's like oh, a rumor thing. That's kind of okay. cool. It doesn't. Me, I was gonna say. I feel like it might come off, like maybe in the sequels, but I can't remember. Mm-hmm. No, I'm talking about oh, uh, from the last the new movie. One. Oh, the last movie. Okay, that yeah. he can't take it off now. Yep. Well, how the fuck does he escape that fire? That's what I want to know. Yeah. 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 We'll see. I guess <laughs> teleports. I don't know. Yes. He just he he miraculously survives. Million to one shot. <laughs> all right, Steve. Lead it. All right. Uh, all right. So this one, as Joe said, comes from Cody Smith, who wrote in the question into our Facebook page. Thank you very much. Uh, so he asks, it's an it question, when adult Richie enters the abandoned movie theater, what poster is hanging in it chapter two? Nightmare on Elm Street five? No, that's no. on the, that's on the marquee. Oh shit. Um, Wait, oh, adult Richie? Oh, okay. You already oh. had your guess. Just kidding. Shit. Okay. Um, let's see, adult Richie. Oh my God, dude. I remember I watched the oh, movie. Oh, I know it. I know it. I don't know. I, I watched the movie and I'm like, someone's gonna ask this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it after. I'll let Todd, and Sam guess again. Those, I mean, guess since I already gave one. I said the Night of the Living Dead, but it uh, had to have been a new release during that time. So. Oh my god! I can see it, but I can't picture the name. You know. Uh, You make more noise talk so we can't hear you punching that in the yeah. computer. That's not me, for the record. Um, I, had a, I don't know. Creep show. You've got mail. Really? You've got mail. Yeah. You only know that because I watched that. <laughs> Didn't you've got mail? Oh, Adult Richie. Okay. Adult Richie, yeah. <laughs> Fucking shit, Joe. Giving myself a point. All right, who's up, Sam? Wait, adult Richie? It was... Yeah, I'm confused. When he goes in to look for his uh, thing, which was a, a really forced but, segment. So it's like they played old <laughs> movies then, right? Well, like the theater probably closed down, like okay. when yeah. that movie came nice. out. Is yeah. Okay. Thanks for clarifying. And miraculously, is still vacant twenty years like right. later. With some like really, <laughs> I would have. <laughs> I would have stolen those freaking arcade machines a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, all right. <laughs> all right. Okay, I guess I'll throw you guys an easy bone this week. Okay. Throw us that bone, baby. <laughs> and happy death day. Oh, no. One. Not two. <laughs> what poison dessert does Lori try to give to Cupcake, cupcake, <laughs> Todd gets the point. Oh, I'm back. I, I went for like an 0-12 streak right there. Feels good. All right. All right. I, I guess I'll take it. Sure. I'll right. take it. Uh, all right. In Friday 13th, part six. Oh, boy. How is Jason resurrected? Uh, it's uh, in, in the water, right? Isn't it like lightning or something? Well, which is it? The water? 
Well, it's in the water. He's in the water. He gets resurrected somehow. I remember because he comes up, right? From Jesus. You just watched it, Sam. <laughs> Look, I, I know. Well, I wanted to say Freddy, or I wanted to say the telekinesis girl, but obviously I'm not as confident as I thought I was. Telekinesis that's, part, that's part seven. That's part seven, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I should go give this to Joe or not, because he yeah, had a I mean, part of it. It's very vague. Would he give it to you? No. I wouldn't, I'm not going to give it to me, because it's just vague. I, know, there, I don't know the so exact So what was way. it? Steve, what happened? Wait, does Steve have a guess? No? No, I just I just remember that he's uh, hanging in the water. I don't remember. What All right, so drinking. so part six. Joe said lightning. The fishing pole. Yeah, he said lightning, which is correct. However, Joe kept saying he was in the water and he came out of the water. Which no, he was <laughs> he was buried alive or he's buried, and then uh, Tommy uh, stabs okay. him, and then the pole That's catches right. electricity. Yeah, mm-hmm. kind of like Frankenstein. Yeah, electricity there brought him go. back. All right. All right, now my question, my first question is the blood used in Night of the Living Dead. Chocolate syrup. At- yes. I'm back, Not baby. My <laughs> <laughs> turn? Uh, you sure. Oh, Steve's turn. Just kidding. <laughs> All right, uh, this is a uh, House of a Thousand Corpses question. What high school did the cheerleaders in House of a Thousand Corpses? Uh, Ruxville, Ruxville, Ruxville. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Oh, Shit, Todd's on fire. I'm fucking time. feeling it. I'm coming for you. For I'm coming for you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know something, brother. <laughs> WrestleMania, brother. <laughs> I'm gonna challenge Joe to a ladders and chairs match. Nice, <laughs> right now. <laughs> oh wait, I want a, a boiler room brawl. <laughs> Uh, or, a super, or a supermarket clash like Stone Cold oh and Booker T. <laughs> Booker T. Oh, yeah. I haven't heard that name in years. <laughs> Sexual Chocolate, you remember him? <laughs> yeah. Mark, Mark Henry? Henry. Yeah. yeah. I have a great story about him one day, if ever you want to hear it. <laughs> I want to hear it right now. It yeah, so uh, I was at Survivor Series 97, the infamous Montreal Screwjob, and I was sitting right next to where the wrestlers were watching the event. And he was sitting right next to me, and I had a big like sign that said Bret Hart on it with pink glitter, and I shook that thing a lot during the match. <laughs> and I look over, and Mark Henry is covered in pink glitter. <laughs> so all I can think about is during probably the most controversial night in wrestling history, he's there in the back covered in pink glitter. <laughs> so yeah, that was... That was Why was it controversial? Mark. Oh, the Montreal yeah, Screwjob, yeah. Go ahead, Steve. It's yeah, very, so b- very basically... Famous. Yeah, two wrestlers who really hated each other in real life fought for the title, and the plan was for one Bret Hart to win and then lose the title the next night. But Vince McMahon was afraid he'd bring the title with him to WCW, so he actually changed the outcome of the match without telling him. And the other guy, Shawn Michaels, put in the sharpshooter, and the referee just called the match without him knowing. So he spat on Vince McMahon, then he punched him out in the back round, and it's this whole thing. So, oh wow, it was. Yeah, it's a, it's a, there's a great documentary about it called Wrestling with Shadows. It's really interesting if you like that kind of stuff. Cool. Sam? Or is it me? No, neither or. All right. In what country is Ginger Snaps set? Country? America. Canada. Todd. <laughs> Good job, Todd. Wait, which one was it? Canada. Canada. 
Bullshit, he gave two answers. I said America, Canada. <laughs> oh, technically, Canada is in America, so you're good. That's true. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, it's true. It's, yeah. <laughs> Fine. <clears throat> All right. This might be a little tricky. I don't know if you guys have seen The Prowler before. Nope. No? Nope. Uh, years ago. Oh. But I don't remember much about it. Um, okay. It's yet to be whoever's closer then. Uh, what movie did the slasher slasher movie The Prowler come out? Nineteen eighty-two. Nineteen eighty-five. Eighty-one. Oh, Steve was gonna say eighty-seven, but he switched it to the correct answer at the last minute. Nineteen eighty-one. All right, yeah, nice. Steve on the board. All right, Steve, leave me in the dust alone. Thank you. <laughs> I don't really right, recommend The Prowler if anyone's wondering. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, I wasn't, but thank you. <laughs> well, Sam, here's your chance to come back here. I don't need that kind of pressure. While filming the opening scene in Final Destination 2, this will be a closest, by the way. The actors had to ride the roller coaster how many times? 23. Wasn't that, in, wasn't that in part three? No, two. Part three of the roller coaster. Well, well, according to this... The internet. It says. Well, two. I kind of got confused too because. Like, oh wait, you're right. It is. It is three. All right. Well, I well like, maybe I don't know. Well, this website got it. Wrong. But anyway, how many times? <laughs> so in part three, I how... say twenty-three. Twenty-three. Okay. I said thirty-six. Fifty-seven. Pause. Oh. Sam is the closest. Oh. The correct answer is twenty-six times. Oh. Good job, Sam. Sheesh. For the record, well, I wasn't in last place for like a minute there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is it my turn? Yes. Yep. All right. Uh, one more House of a Thousand Corpses question. Uh, what hospital was Dr. Satan an intern at? Oh, Ooh, that's yeah. a good one. That's, that's a deep cut. Yeah, I like that. Um, um, uh, uh, oh, it was uh, Waverly Hills? No. That, no, it's not? Oh. It was nicknamed the Weeping Willows. That's all I remember. Yeah. But I can't. Close. But I, it was, I can't uh, remember. Willow Fields. Was it a sanitarium that he worked at? No. No? Uh, not sure. Not Weeping sure. Hill. No. I'm not I sure. I don't know. You, you, guys, are close. you guys are yeah. close, though. Yeah. All right. So you guys giving up? Yeah. yeah. It was Willows County Mental Hospital. Ah, nice. Shit. Okay. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a real good one. My turn? Sure. Um, sure. I mean, if someone else wants to go. Todd, bring it up. All right. In the movie Lucio Fulci's The New York Ripper, what sound does a killer keep making? Uh, a duck. That's it. That is it. Oh, yeah. That's a what brutal ass. What is that? Duck noise. The uh, New York Tom Ripper. Sa- Tom Savini, right? That's Savini? Is in that? Uh, yes. Yeah. He makes a duck sound he's before like, he kills the people? No, he, like, calls into, like, the reporter and stuff, and sometimes he's, like, sneaking around doing duck noises. It's kind of out of place, but very, yeah. very brutal movie. Yeah. I haven't seen that in ages. But, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, all right, I'll go. I'll go next. Um, all right. Uh, okay. Okay. Stephen King 
I, I actually, I might have used this one before, but I'll go with it. <laughs> Stephen King has said the only book he has ever written that truly scared him was what? Salem's Lot. The Shining. Uh, Pet Cemetery. Steve gets it. Ooh. Pet Cemetery. All right, Steve. Correct. Thanks for leaving me in the dust. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. Sam, you got your last one? All right, guys. Which character is not a protege of Jigsaw in the Saw series? Amanda Young, Mark Hoffman, Logan Nelson, or Peter Stram? Logan Nelson. <laughs> Logan Hoffman. Logan Nelson. <laughs> You're yeah. wrong, Todd. Peter, Peter <laughs> no. Stram. I guess Steve. Steve gets it right. All righty. All right, folks. Well, that is it for trivia tonight. Um, so, updated scores are. I'm good out, me too. Finally, in last place is Sam with eight points. In third place, Steve gets three points tonight to round him up to ten points. Todd gets four points tonight to bring him up to thirteen points. And Joe gets two points tonight to put him in the lead still with 16 points. Don't you dare. So, uh, still at these games. Still a long way to go. Um, well, actually, well, where are we going to end this, actually? Are we going to go a full year on 2019 this? 2019 in review, it? probably. 2019? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, still plenty of time. Um, it's still in one game. So, um, yeah. So, guys send in those questions if you want to hear your trivia question asked or like todd said if you're keeping score for yourself at home let us know how many points you have very good all right you guys ready to talk about it chapter two hell yeah let's do it all right so it chapter two synopsis i mean you're stressed you're stressed stressed. (laughs) yeah it's a lot like you liked it a lot or you worried or like what's the stress it's a lot to it's a lot to talk about. Well, let me uh, let me run through it real quick. If you saw part one, yeah. you know what happened in part two. If you saw the original, you know what's gonna happen in part two as well. The kids are all grown up. They have to come back to um, oh shoot, I'm drawing a uh, dairy to battle Pennywise the clown who has resurfaced and is killing kids again. And that's pretty much it. If you've seen the original, like I said, you've seen this one. If you saw the first remake film, whatever, you know what's gonna happen now. Um, huge cast. Bill Hader, who's amazing. Jessica Chastain, who's awesome. Um, and then, some, what, James McAvoy, who's fucking great and everything. That guy needs to win an Oscar already. And um, I forget the guy that plays uh, the hypochondriac kid, but he was really good, too. Uh, Deputy, uh, Deputy uh, so-and-so, right? James, yeah, James Ransom, I think is his that's name. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's it. Why don't you take it over, Sam? You worried about it? I'm too worried about it. Why don't you take Sorry, it away, I'm, Steve? I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it away. Sure. Um, so, what do you want to do? You want to do initial thoughts here, or do you want to like break it down, like, like, like bit like by initial bit? Initial thoughts, just briefly, but then break it. Break down it down bit, bit by, by bit. bit. Sure. All right. So, I'll give my initial thoughts here. Um, overall, I really enjoyed this movie. I, I did. I, I can certainly see now on the internet. I've seen a lot of people, you know, throwing hate at this movie. And whatnot, and I, I can certainly understand why people aren't going to be fans of this movie because they definitely made some awkward um, choices and um, some different choices. But uh, I, I had a really fun time. I, 
I really enjoyed this movie. Um, you know, I, I hear people complaining about the pacing and whatnot. Um, I don't know. If, to me, I thought it went by pretty quick, quickly for me. Um, I never found that there was really dull a dull moment to be had. Um, I felt that Pennywise was even darker in this one than he was in the first, which I really enjoyed. Um, so yeah, I'll save the rest until we break it down more. But um, initial thoughts was uh, I really, really dug this movie. Uh, disappointed for me, um, and I guess when we break it down, I'll tell you why. I, I was never bored with it though, and I never really checked my watch, seeing you know when's this gonna be over. I was just, um, um, I think that maybe a little bit too much focus was given to the acting, if that makes any sense. Cause I really love the acting, but I thought like maybe the focus was a little bit too much on, Hey, this is who we have for this character. Um, you know, we got a big name, look at us opposed to scares, which I don't, I'm about to disagree with you, Joe. I thought Pennywise a little bit darker in the first one. And this one, I thought he was a little bit, um, not laid back, but the kills were not really shown, especially like underneath the, the, um, uh, the bleachers and in the fun house, it was just like a quick cut opposed to the first one where you see him, you know, bite into Georgie's arm and his arm severed and shit like that. So I don't know what the, maybe they had to tone it down for MPAA or something, but yeah, those are my initial thoughts. Hmm. Uh, that's a good point, Todd. I didn't really think of that. Um, so my initial thoughts are, I loved it and I thought that Pennywise was more brutal in this one. It was very fast-paced I felt like but I actually enjoyed how fast it was it was just like one thing after the other um I didn't worry about the length of the movie or anything like that um there were a little uh weird choices that were made that kind of threw me out and some of the CGI which I didn't mind it on the first one but the second one I would just like look over and be like what the hell is this um but it was fine I guess um and some of the actors, I was like, I felt like they could have chose someone different or gone a different direction. Um, so yeah, those were my first. Can, initial can you thoughts. touch on that real quick? Because I'm, I wonder if we're on the same page with this. Um, for which part? The acting, the actors. Um, I felt like, um, so I heard a lot of people talk about um, what's his face, um, Ben Hanscom. Bill no, Bill Hader, that, like, he stole the show and all of that stuff, and I just found his character um, kind of annoying, like, you didn't get to really digest anything that was happening, because he was always, like, right there in your face trying to be funny, and you couldn't, like, react to what was happening, because he was just always saying something, so that's what I mean for me, and then also, um, who was the other person I didn't really care for? I don't know. Maybe Jessica. Moving on. Go. Bye. <laughs> so the two biggest names. Uh, I, right. Uh, actually, I really liked the movie. Uh, I did feel it dragged on a little bit, especially in the part where we're going to each individual person and they have to pick like their item or whatever. But overall, I did like what I was seeing. Uh, I actually thought that I, the casting was really good. Uh, especially like Eddie, which I thought, my God, if that was, if you told me that was the kid growing up, I would have believed yeah. him because he yeah. looked a lot like him. Um, I actually liked really, I really liked Bill Hader as a Richie uh, because Richie was kind of that way. And when he was a kid right. as well, he just always has to have the last word. And, and he's kind of the same in the, you know, the, the nineties version of it as well. So I think that's just a character choice really. 
Uh, I like how meta this movie went into in a couple parts, which we'll talk about when we break the movie down. Um, uh, yeah, the CGI was my biggest gripe with this movie, I think. It just it relied on it again too much, kind of like I felt with the first one. And uh, yeah, but overall, it's one of my favorite horror films this year so far, so it was good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say, like, um, after seeing it, I really enjoyed it and all that stuff. And I do get with Richie's character, but it was just, um, I don't know what it was. It just, I don't know. But um, I I really loved it. And then I started seeing everyone's comments about it and their reviews, how they really didn't care for it for certain reasons. And I was like, am I missing something? I kept telling Joe, I was like, did we see the same movie? Like, am I just not paying attention to everything because I was so excited about it. Like, it started making me second-guess myself just because I was listening to everyone else yeah. and what they thought and didn't like about it. Sure. Uh, I, I, I'm with Steve. I mean, the CGI obviously was not great once again. I think I went with it more this time because I was so used to it from the first movie. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not an excuse for it. Um but uh, it just didn't bother me as much this time around. But it's still, I just, you know, I don't know if it's because they think, you know, he's like this other, like, being that you can just kind of, like, use this, like, all, like over-the-top CGI. So, like, they think it, like, looks good or something. I don't really know. But it, it was definitely a distraction once again. But, all right, should we break it down? Yeah, break it down. where do we break even start? All right. All right, I'll start it off. So let's start with the opening scene. I mean, because it was a pretty um, big scene in this yeah. movie. Um, so how we open this movie is um, we're in modern-day Derry. Um, we, are fo- we are at a carnival, and we follow this um, gay couple that um, are walking around the carnival fairgrounds in Derry when all of a sudden they ru- run into a group of um, bigots, pretty much. They are obviously don't like to see a couple of gay guys walking around Derry. Um, so they're leaving the fair. I mean, they get in a confrontation with them at the fair, and then they fall out of the fair where the men are attacked um, by this gang of hoodlums, um, and they throw one of the guys over um, a bridge into the water where he is promptly saved for a brief moment by Pennywise. He him out of the water and proceeds to take a huge chunk out of the guy in front of uh, his boyfriend um, and then you get a great which I thought was an awesome part where all of the balloons uh, red balloons just kind of you know millions of them just kind of floating up in the air and st- under the bridge and stuff and that is how we open this movie um, and it's basically the start of Pennywise's return um, 27 years later. So, um, everyone's thoughts? Go round table it. It's a cool scene. And yeah, it was I well... Mean, I thought it was a cool scene. Yeah. No, they, uh, it was lifted <laughs> straight from the book, so that was really well done. Um, I gotta say that Pennywise is fucking up. If he's gonna kill any kid, it should have been that kid with the fucking <laughs> sexual disease on his mouth. That was, uh, picking on the gay guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I never wanted someone to die more yeah, in seriously. a know. long time. So I was so bummed that he didn't die. <laughs> right. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, it's an important scene because it shows how 
like fucked up Derry is like as a town like they you know they're still they're kind of like stuck you know like small minded like a a kind of a redneck town type thing it just shows like why Pennywise breeds there because you know it's kind of I guess some symbolism for you know like hate and bigotry and stuff like that that still happens today and stuff so I mean I thought it was a really effective way to open the movie and uh yeah I thought it, it, it was great well, that's how Penny I was. It was kind of sweet that Penny reached his little arm out. I was like, "Oh, look at Penny. yeah." Uh, I'm, I was just gonna say that's what Pennywise does to the town, though. He like manipulates it to fit yeah. his yeah. own yeah. will. So, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. So then, um, so after that scene, we are reintroduced to all of the loser club. The loser club grown up now. Um, we have Bill, who is now a famous horror uh, author, who is also making um, movies as well. We have uh, Beverly, who is a famous uh, fashion designer. Did anyone um, notice Bill's wife kept jiggling? Bill's wife? She kept yeah. jiggling. What she, do you mean the, by that? The actress, she kept, they had a lot of close-ups of her breast. No, I didn't. Uh, you didn't? Know? Oh, we, we uh-huh. got friends with you, though. <laughs> that was good. Uh, um, so yeah, uh, one interesting part is Audra is like not in this movie at all. Yeah. Um, obviously she was really prevalent in the book and in the miniseries, but, um, she's really a throwaway character in this movie. Um, I guess, do you guys like that choice? No, I mean, they had her like up in our face at the beginning of the movie and then we're just, she's, then that's it. Like, I didn't, no, I didn't like that. I, I, I was fine with it because I didn't want the ending from the original where she's riding the bike. Oh, so bad. <laughs> yeah, I agreed. I, yeah. did. <laughs> I needed that. <laughs> um, all right, so you got that. Um, who else we got? We got um, Ben, who has shedded the weight. He's uh, fucking looking stud. Like a babe. <laughs> he's Damn, look- ben. He, He's looking like the entire Brazil soccer Damn, team. Boy, <laughs> yeah. that number. He's, so he is a successful uh, architect now um, in a really fun scene where you actually see the original Ben yeah. from the miniseries who um is uh, in that scene i don't know if you guys caught it or not where was he um he was the uh yeah, the guy who was like room. in the boardroom that's pre- that's standing up giving the presentation oh cool yeah so a fun little throw uh throw in there um who else did i miss uh eddie who i don't know what i forget what he does but in the um, book in the book he's a limo driver yeah well, which, like, which i don't think he is in this one no in this one he's a he's a he's a risk analyst in this one Okay, risk analyst. Um, we got a really funny scene with him talking to his wife, who is played by the same actress that played his mother in the original movie. So he basically married his mom. Um, really funny there. Um, and then, of course, we run into uh, Richie, who is now a famous comedian. I mean, all of these kids have grown up to be really successful. Um, and then we run into um, Stan, who I don't know if we ever... Do we find out what Stan does before we... Well, he's I'm got enough sure. money I mean, to go on vacation. Yeah. yeah. Um, and um, finally, we meet we are uh, meet Mike, who is still in Derry. He's the only one that did not go on really to live um, a super successful life. I mean, maybe successful in his own way, but um, not at not clearly as successful as the rest of the gang. He's still stuck in uh, Derry, and. Um, yeah, he's basically waiting for the return of Pennywise. He's sitting there listening to his police scanner mm-hmm. and whatnot. Um, and when he hears that, he basically calls the gang up one by one. 
and tells them, you guys got to get back here. And um, they, you know, uh, you get all of these phone calls um, in this, you know, little segment here. And um, unfortunately, Stan just cannot handle it from what we understand. And um, we see him um, kill himself. Um, it was really, you know, quickly into the movie. And they really just kind of disposed of him pretty quick which i was kind of surprised about they really didn't build it up or anything it just kind of happened and that was it um i thought that was i think i thought they should have built it up a little more but um i guess they just wanted to keep the movie going as it is already yeah. a three-hour movie but I, I don't know what were you guys thoughts on that um i'm right there with you but i do understand why i mean it just moved the same pace that the rest of the movie did so i'm cool with it because he's like the first like three pages of the book he kills himself so Okay. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, in the original miniseries, same thing. He just kind of kills himself right away, so okay. I was kind of expecting it. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, all right, so we get that, um, Stan's death, and then they all embark back on Derry, where we get the infamous Chinese food scene. Um, they all meet at the... If I miss anything, by the way, guys, you can stop me and fill me in on the stuff I might miss. But uh, we get to the infamous Chinese food scene, of course, which is very famous from the miniseries and the book. Um, they all, um, you know, meet each other back for the first time. What we realize is that none of them remember what happened when they were kids 27 years ago. Um, you know, they basically all blacked it out besides Mike. Mike is the only one... That, that still remembers it. Maybe that's because he stayed in Derry. And once you leave Derry, yeah, yeah, once you leave Derry, um, you just kind of forget. Um, so they all meet at the Chinese food place. They're reminiscing and they start to remember again that, um, you know, that there was this Pennywise and stuff like that. And, and um, then we get a great scene of Pennywise fucking with them at the Chinese food restaurant. You have all of these this crazy shit that comes out of the fortune cookies and um with some questionable cgi once again um yeah i was gonna say i i was really turned off during this scene because the first thing that comes out i was like what the fuck is this the little baby thing it was it was just terrible it wasn't scary at all and uh, yeah I, i really did like the comedy though like bill Hader was so he annoyed you in this scene sam Okay, so it was like towards the end, I guess. He's that... a comic when he's the comic relief from the tension element. Yeah, like I get it, and I love Bill Hader and stuff like that, and I get Richie's character, but yeah, I, I love. I was laughing out loud when he's telling the story. No, about I was laughing too. But I mean, I want to say he's the star of the show. I think it's Mike. Okay. Um, I I really like I I personally like this scene. I mean, yeah, the CJ might not have been great in it, but I thought it was a really great like intro back into like yeah, the Pennywise I, stuff, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was really cool. And like, just like I, my favorite actually part is just when they were all just kind of sitting there shooting the shit, like reminiscing yeah. and stuff. That I thought that was like a really uh, fun scene and whatnot. And uh, yeah, overall, I I really dug this scene. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. It's it's just like. Uh, I don't know if you guys like you haven't seen a friend for a long time. It's like you see, and then you see him and you're kind of just catching up. It, it felt very real and how they're kind of catching up to everything. And it was it was a cool scene I and mean, a good introduction to where the rest of the movie was going. So I liked it. Okay, uh, all right. So I guess the next thing we get here is you know obviously they all leave the Chinese food restaurant. Blah blah blah. And uh, I guess the next big thing is is um, Mike explaining the ritual of Chud. Unless I missed anything else is. 
Is that no, a good, it's a good spot. Okay. So um, Mike ends up taking who, uh, Bill, Bill, correct? Yeah, Bill, uh, back to his place. They're, you know, talking and whatnot. And um, Mike explains this ritual of Chud is the way to defeat Pennywise. Um, so Mike, he went, what, he, like, met up with these, like, in Native Americans or shamans or whatever it is. I can't remember. I think it's Native Americans. And uh, they kind of um, drugged him and showed him, like, how to defeat Pennywise, and he does the same to Bill in this scene. He um, drugs uh, Bill, and he kind of sees, you know, um, Pennywise and, like, the way to defeat him and whatnot. Um, and uh, you get some pretty trippy shit in this scene, and, uh, yeah, we find out that this is the plan they are going to perform um, this ritual of Chud on Pennywise. But in order to... Um, perform this ritual they each need to go and get a memento um from their childhood something that had meaning to them or whatever um so um yeah anything else you guys want to throw in no okay i so, thought it was stupid uh, <laughs> i think the titling that, that scene calling it chud is stupid ritual. well isn't it from the book uh i don't remember what the ritual in the book was i remember the kids went into like uh they did it themselves. They didn't talk to any Indians. They just like made up some shit where they should go in a smokehouse, like smoke themselves out, you know. And they started mm-hmm. hallucinating and shit like that. Okay. Um. So then, for the next, I guess, like say hour of the movie, we um the Losers Club splits up, which I mean happens really rather quickly. I mean, I think I would have rather seen them, you know, kind of together a little more, but um. Basically, they all split up, and they all go looking for their own um, token. token. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to go into, like, each individual one, but we can um, discuss, you know, which parts you liked in this long segment or which parts you didn't like or if you didn't like any of them. I, I thought Bev and Ben's were good, but I thought Richie's was terrible, not because they're making him gay but because there's absolutely no point in that segment, like the him being gay or closet gay or whatever you want to call it, like does nothing to the plot whatsoever. They never bring it up again. It's barely hinted at. And I thought it was just like shoehorned in, like in the first movie, maybe I'm overlooking. It, I don't know, but I didn't get any vibes like that. I felt like something could have been different for his token. I think that was just yeah. pandering to like a modern PC audience. Like, Oh, let's have a gay character and, Look at us, we're cool. You know what I mean? Something like that. So I thought that was very out of place because it just didn't like do anything for the story. Unlike unlike Bev's and Ben's. I have, a, I have a question about that. So at the end of the movie, I'm jumping a little bit, but uh, he goes back to like a bridge where he had write, written his initial with Eddie's initial. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Uh, now, was I crazy? But I thought he was after Stanley, not Eddie. So I was actually surprised it was Eddie and not Stanley at the end. I mean, he even attended his, like, bar mitzvah, and I don't know. I, 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 I didn't see the Eddie connection. Maybe I'm just crazy. Did I miss something? Like, did they have some kind of chemistry that I, I would have sworn well, it was family? I only thought that when they, he went back to the bridge, and then I'm I'm with you, Steve, because um, Richie was with him, like, all that summer and all of that stuff. So I just felt like that was kind of, um, like, muddled up a little bit, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I, I guess I started getting that connection 
once um, he was like so sad at the end. Well, I mean, I guess we're getting like really farther into the book, but, but like towards the end of the movie, you know, when and he's kind of crying um, with Eddie there. Um, I, that's when I kind of started to make that connection that oh, it was Eddie. Um, but yeah, I kind of agree with Todd. I, I really don't think it really helped or made much sense because like there was never any inkling about Richie being gay in the first movie or anything like that and then just kind of they throw it in here really randomly and it just I I don't know like it just it seemed really out of place to me um I mean I don't think it affects the story in any way or anything like that um but it's just a wasted um, segment in my opinion unnecessary Yeah. yeah I just didn't you know and I didn't even like catch the gay thing at first like even when Pennywise which we get in um, the segment with Richie here um, when he says, you know, I know your dirty little secret. And uh, I didn't even get, like, catch that, that he was gay, like, until a little bit later on in the movie. Um, But uh, that was a really cool scene, though, I thought, when he's on the Paul Bunyan character. um, When Paul Bunyan comes to life, that's a little, was a little out there. Yeah, Um, he actually got me that little jump scare. Yeah, yeah. me too. But uh, that was a cool scene. Um... Yeah, I think the standout in all of the token scenes is definitely Beverly's, though, of course, in, uh, at Mrs. Kirsch's house. Um was really awesome. Um, the CGI was obviously rough again, but before she comes running out as that CGI swamp witch-looking thing, I thought that was really um, an awesome, awesome scene, which you kind of get a little bit of it spoiled in the first trailer there, but still an amazing scene regardless. Yeah, yeah, I I really liked uh, Bills because it was so meta with Stephen King in the store, and yeah. him yeah. him being a writer that doesn't know how to do endings, mm-hmm. and even Stephen King made the joke like your book's good but your ending sucks. Yeah, and I thought that was so funny because you know that's what Stephen King is kind of known for is having great books but terrible endings, um, and I liked all the Easter eggs in that store from all the different Stephen King movies and properties. Oh, I uh, actually so, missed it. What are some of them? Oh, yeah, uh, there's, uh, there's the license plate from uh, Christine on the top oh, of the street. store. There's uh, there's a turtle, which is a big thing in the Stephen King universe. Uh, other stuff, for, pretty much all his movies were represented. I saw stuff from Needful Things. Uh, my wife, like, pointed them all. She's a mega Stephen King fan, and she's just like, there's a bunch of them. So if ever you get to watch it again, uh, check it out, and you'll see a lot of little nice little Easter eggs. Oh, cool. Awesome. Yeah, I didn't... I mean, that Stephen King cameo was amazing in this. I, I mean, it, I thought it was, like, perfect. Because sometimes Stephen King's cameos aren't, aren't the best or a little out of place for this one, but it just fitted perfectly um, with this story. Um, so I'm going to go to my least favorite um, part of this segment was um, Eddie's. Uh, Eddie goes down, you know, we he goes back to the pharmacy and he goes into the basement and... Um, it's the uh, what's it called there? The leper. Mm-hmm. He, you know, the you know, I was basically in all these segments. We have Pennywise basically tormenting them as adults now, trying to scare them as adults. Um, where we get a really fucking awkward scene where the thing pukes on Eddie, and we get like a three second, we get a three second clip of that song, Stupid. and I was like, what the fuck is that? Why was it there? Completely out of place. Totally killed that scene. Um, I didn't get that choice. I thought it was awful. I thought it was awful too. Like I still, 
I wanted to Google, like, what was that? I feel like the editor just, like, forgot to take it out. Like, he was, like, listening to that song while he was editing the movie or something. Because, like, why would they put that? There's some, like, real... That's, like, one thing about this movie. There's some really odd comedy choices in this movie. Um, And I I just didn't get it. Yeah, I completely agree. I I think they tried to um, copy the success that they did in the first movie when they did that, too, um, during the rock fight. Mm-hmm. They kind of made that goofy choice, but it worked there. But yeah, this one was just yeah. like everyone in the audience was like, "Okay, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah." It didn't make any sense to me. Um, and then um, uh, the other one I really didn't like was Ben's. Um, you know, we get Ben; he goes back to the school, and um, this really awkward scene that I just didn't make sense to me, where like him and Bev are like in the classroom together and. Um, what does she say? I, I can't remember. Does anyone want to refresh my memory? I just remember it being kind of weird. Well, it was Pennywise, um, right? Yeah. Well, Something I mean, like he's... Yeah. Yeah, but, like, wasn't there a scene pre before that, or was it all Pennywise the whole time in that? I think it was Pennywise, I think it was the, whole Pennywise the whole time. Okay. It was just weird, um, and I really didn't like, like, the fucking, like, uh, Ghost Rider <laughs> thing she becomes. Um, I thought that was a little too much over the top. Um, so those were... Uh, the Eddie and the Ben were definitely my least two favorite. Um, all the rest I actually really enjoyed. Um, I don't know. Did you guys feel like this was like way too like overly long? I've heard other people complain about that. I actually, besides those two, I actually really liked this whole segment. I liked seeing Pennywise go crazy and like do all these different characters and stuff like that. Um, so I don't know. Thought, thoughts before we move on? I thought it was cool. I thought it was shortened. Yeah. I, I just thought like the reason for me it dragged on is when you're finished one, you're like, okay, I know there's three more. Like, you have to go through the motions. It's almost like they wrote it to make sure that all the actors got their their time into the movie. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I don't think it was really necessary to go to that much detail. Like, movies, you just, some of them are going to get more time than others, right? Like, the big ones, like uh, Bill and uh, Beverly. But you didn't need to spend as much time with Eddie and stuff like that. So I thought it dragged on for, for really nothing. So Right. Yeah. Um, all right, before we get into the next segment, there's one other segment I wanted to talk about, and that is the flashbacks we get with the kids. Um, with, of course, the infamous de-aging thing we had heard about a lot before this movie, um, I found it super distracting when watching it. Maybe if I didn't know that they de-aged them, I wouldn't have been looking for it. But um, it just seemed really out of place. And then, like, some of the kids' voices were voiced over, which I also found a bit distracting. Okay, um, I had a question about this because I thought yeah. I was, like, going crazy. Because I'm like, wait, their their voices aren't matching and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know yeah. they de-aged them. I thought they filmed it right after part one took off. No, no uh, they filmed it when they had grown up, so they had to use CGI. Stupid choice. Yeah, they used CGI to de-age they, them. They supermaned it. Yes, and they Ugh. used, I think, different actors' voices on some of them, and uh, yeah, it was distracting, and uh, I mean, I don't know, it, it wasn't like the worst or awful, but I just found it mainly distracting. Yeah, I thought it was distracting too, it kind of reminded me of like a Snapchat filter, or every time they showed them, they almost looked like angels. Yeah. Like, because the screen, the shot was all blown out, and it was just, I don't, yeah, I didn't like it. Yeah, I mean, I understand they had to do it. I guess. Well, they but... should have thought about this and filmed it right after the first one. I thought yeah, well, they I talked thought, about that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well. It was, 
it was weird. Um, and then one last thing before we get into the ritual of Chud, them heading down, is um, one of my favorite scenes in the entire movie is Pennywise playing with um, and devouring the little girl. Um, she goes under the bleachers, and you have Pennywise there who... That's your favorite part in the whole movie? I, I It's one of my favorite parts of the whole movie, yeah. Because um, it's just... It just <laughs> What's wrong with him? Like, get out of here. Well, Who wants to take this note? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it was great. It was Bill's, I think it was Bill Skarsgård at his finest. Um, he was just toying with her and just, it was great acting, really creepy. Um, I, I thought it was fantastic. I mean, it was great, but it's not like the best part of the movie. To me, it was, I think it was the best acted part for Bill. Yeah. I thought he was great in that scene. And it shows like, it was the darkest too like i really it was like oh shit when he kills the girl i like the scene where we had talked about it where he was talking to beverly and he was like you're not gonna change anything and he didn't have he had like the wipes down makeup oh yeah that was a great scene too which we didn't talk about yeah yeah where you you get the human version are you gonna talk about henry at all Uh, oh yeah yeah (laughs) okay so was amazing. okay, so uh, we're at the end of the uh, you know t- in the middle of the ritual. Of course, Pennywise goes to Henry Bowers, who miraculously survived the forty foot drop into the well. Um, pops out of the well, um, goes home where he had just murdered his dad. Gets arrested. He is now in the mental institution. Um, Pennywise convinces Henry to break out, where we get a really weird scene once again. Of him stabbing um, Eddie this time. He does not go after Mike. He attempts to kill Eddie in this one. Stabs him right in the face. Where immediately Eddie decides to make a joke. After gets stabbed in the face. Making fun of his mullet. Mm-hmm. Um, super, Like I said. Super super uh, weird comedy choices in this movie. That just. This one fell flat to me once again. Um, I wasn't a big fan of this scene. I liked when he broke him out of. The the, uh, the asylum when his friend was underneath the bed. I thought that was cool. Yeah, that was a cool scene for sure. Yeah. I wanted um, more of that. Casting him. Patrick uh, Hockstetter or whatever. He was like zombie Patrick or whatever in it. Um, yeah. That was definitely a cool scene. But just the stabbing of Eddie scene just didn't work for me. Yeah, they didn't use enough Henry, in my opinion, like they did in the in the original. They missed so opportunity. Good. Yeah. Steve, thoughts? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's kind of a waste of character, to be honest with you. Uh, I know they needed to have him because that's what the book and the, yeah, the miniseries did, but I, I just saw it as pointless, really. It's just uh, something they could have cut out of the movie, and the movie would have been perfectly fine without it, so that's too bad. Yeah. All right, so now finally we get to the climax of the movie. Um, they got all of their tokens, and they decide to head down into uh, the sewers to defeat Pennywise um, to perform the Ritual of Chud. They get down there. They perform the ritual, which in a very cool scene where you get, like, the deadlights coming down and shit like that that are, like, massive and just, like, this big, huge scene. And we find out that basically Mike fucked them. Um, The Ritual of Chud was, like, a huge failure, and Mike knew that. Before he even brought them down there, um, he knew that the Ritual of Chud was going to fail because it had failed in the past. Um, And basically, Pennywise laughs at them all, and we get 
Spider Pennywise. Um, he turns into his spider form, which I think worked a lot better in this one because they didn't go full spider with him. Um, you have him with the big spider legs, but as like full half top part Pennywise. Um, really, really cool. I thought. Um, uh, thoughts on the spider? Yeah, that's something that was missing in the miniseries is that um, Pennywise just like disappears at some point in the movie and you don't see him again and he just comes back as a spider at the end. And it would have been cool to have Tim Curry show up in some way in the final fight. So it was cool to see Bill Skarsgård's Pennywise kind of somewhat have an appearance in the final fight because you feel more connected to the fight and I thought it was a better choice than they had done originally and a better ending than they had done originally in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Well, no gangbang again. <laughs> so disappointing. No, it looked a lot better than the original, yeah. naturally. So I thought the whole yeah. sequence is a little rough, though. It was just like one, like hiding, I guess. From I don't know. I was just a little sloppy at the end. Right. So all right, we get into so you get into this big battle scene. Um, big, you know, like they went big for sure. I mean, it's like an epic type thing they were going for um really cool um and amongst the fighting uh eddie gets uh stabbed by pennywise and um then they figure out that the way to defeat pennywise is to start bullying the fuck out of him um so they start calling him names Clown. Uh, basically this, basically this movie's pro bullying because they they just start saying, you know, you, you're nothing, you're just a clown, blah, you know, and just like completely berate him until he shrinks into a baby? Yeah. <laughs> it was so stupid. Um, <laughs> I mean, so now we have baby Pennywise there all weak looking and sad. It just looks like you could pick him up and rock him to sleep yeah. if you wanted to. Um, super weird, awkward choice. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think? I, I just don't know. How do you like, you know, it's just like, how do you, what else do you do? Like, it's really, do you just like, like straight like kill or like i i don't know what else you could do here but this was definitely an all weird choice i I, I think what they could have done easily was okay so the totems were 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 wrong right they're fake they could have found a way like they're fake but we can use them to kill him like in the original remember he uses like this is um this is acid or whatever with his asthma medicine yeah Yeah. they could have easily turned those around because i i understand like making like telling him he doesn't have any power like defeats him whatever but they still could have used violence towards him like yeah definitely cut his head off or something and then believe that whatever weapons you have can destroy him not just like we're gonna make fun of you until you melt like that was yeah. what the f- who approved that <laughs> ending like I don't know. yeah i i think that the whole metaphor of what pennywise is was lost a little bit and i think they could have made it a little bit clearer and tighter. I mean, the whole thing is about uh, Pennywise, which is a representation of a bully who uses your insecurities against you, right? Whether you're gay, you stutter, or you're fat, or whatever it is that I like fast food. Right? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, he used that against you, but when when you're not afraid of a bully anymore, and you turn it against him, inside, they're just, you know, scared little children. Yeah, but you still gotta fight the bully. Like, that's what my dad right. said. Like, hey, don't be afraid of him. Kick his ass, or at least fight him, and then he'll never fuck with you again. But but that's what they did, right? In a way, that's well, they their... yell at him though. Right, but they're not bullying. They're not fighting him physically. They're fighting mm-hmm. kind of Kick the same the way me- mentally, right? Just uh, 
saying, I'm not afraid of you anymore, and I'm going to bully you because I'm bigger than you. And they will shrink him into a little baby. But I thought they didn't make it like very clear, and it, it went on way too long, in my opinion. They could have mm-hmm. cut a lot of that out. It just I kept thinking, like, is he going to die already? But uh, no. Yeah. But yeah, still, I, yeah, it was an okay fight. There's some cool moments in there. Yeah. All right, and then so Pennywise is finally defeated, and um, unfortunately we lose Eddie um, at the end. He dies from his wounds sustained uh, in the fight of Pennywise, but the rest of the losers survive. Um, And, uh, yeah, I guess that's pretty much it. Um, We end, of course, the movie with um, Stanley's... Well, we get Bev and uh, Ben, of course, now in love. We kind of didn't go over... We didn't really go over that whole, like, arc there of, you know, the kind of love triangle, I guess you'd yeah. say, between uh, Bev, Bill, and Ben. But that happens throughout the movie as well. Um, but, you know, obviously, Bev finally finds out that Ben was the one that wrote the letter. Um, we actually did get a cool scene that we I didn't mention where um, she gets, like, her and Ben kind of get, like, stuck in the... She has, like, is in that room full of blood, which is a pretty cool scene and whatnot. But, uh... Yeah, um, so we find out Stanley, you know, he wrote um, his suicide letter, and in his suicide letter, he says that basically he killed himself because he was um, basically too much of a a coward to go to Derry to fight Pennywise, and he knows that, um, you know, if he was still alive, they wouldn't have been as strong without him there, so he decided to kill himself, um... I don't know. Interesting choice. I, I've seen a lot of people bash this decision because they think it's um, glorifying suicide. I've seen people, some people saying that. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't look that deep into it, but I can definitely understand the uh, motive. But I mean, I thought it was. Uh, you know, it, it didn't bother me. Yeah. I I agree. I didn't look too much into it, but I think they could have. They also missed an opportunity for Pennywise to fuck with them. And maybe mm-hmm. him drive him to suicide early on. That would have been a better, more effective thing. Because I understand, like, oh, so it's cool if you just kill yourself? Like, that's kind of what the message was for him. So, I don't know. Uh, yeah, so that's, uh, I think, pretty much the whole movie, right? I think I covered everything uh, there. But what about the ending scene where it, like, makes you cry tears forever? Well, all right, let's what hear ha- it. What I, happened? What happens? I don't remember. I, just, <laughs> I don't I remember, remember that. Crying. <laughs> Well, you get into like the whole them is you know kind of does the flashback and it shows them yeah there's a great scene of them down. yeah they're walking after they defeat Pennywise and they and look into the reflection. window and you see the reflection of them as kids with the yeah. two missing losers um, that have died in this you know battle and stuff so there's definitely some emotions there then obviously Stanley's letter they tried to you know go for that big emotional make you cry type ending there and um. Yeah, that's pretty much where the movie ends. They've defeated Pennywise. Um, Mike gets out out of Derry um, and his happy ending. Bev and Ben go off on their own. And the rest of the losers, you know, um, Eddie, um, not Eddie being dead now. Richie kind of, you know, puts the, you know, R and E carved into the thing to show that, you know, he was in love with Eddie and maybe that's him kind of coming out of the closet in that scene to kind of you know live his life as an openly gay man and uh yeah that's kind of you know everyone's kind of resolved now and they can uh live their lives without you know the fear of Pennywise coming back and that's uh that's where we end was this there, 
two chapters of it. Was there a post-credit scene at all? I didn't stick around. I didn't stick around either. No. There wasn't. Good. Okay. No, there wasn't. I, I looked it up. Yeah. So we know Joe's favorite Pennywise scene. Do you guys have a favorite segment from him? <laughs> oh, shit. Let me think about it. There was also... Uh, oh, actually, one scene we didn't mention, which was fantastic, is the funhouse scene where he kills the kid yeah, in the I was going to say that's Mara one Maze. of my favorites. Yeah. My, my biggest problem with those two kills is that there was no repercussions for it. Um... You know what I mean? Like, no one's going to say anything about this grown-ass man walking out of a place where these two kids were killed. That just... Well, no, I mean, not in the bleachers, but in the funhouse. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I know in the book, um, after the gay guy is killed, the bullies are taken into custody to, like... And the bully's like, no, I saw a clown. He fucking ate him. He's like, bullshit, you fucking killed the gay guy because he was gay. And that See, that was a cool little segment. I know that would have inflated the running time. But, yeah. Uh, I still appreciated that from the book a little bit. But uh, yeah, fair for me though is when he's putting on the makeup in his human form. That was really cool. Yeah, that was yeah. that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish we would have seen a little more of that. Honestly, yeah, that was really, yeah, that was definitely a great scene. Well, all right, should we go into ratings and then we can get into questions? Sure. Six point five. Damn. Right. <laughs> uh... Um, you know, I so I. Even though I was talking about a lot of the negatives about this movie uh, in this review, I really, really like this movie. Um, um, It might not have been as tight as the first movie was, but I I thought Pennywise was great in this. I loved every moment he was on screen. Um, I thought it was acted well. Um, There was some goofy choices and whatnot, but... I had a blast watching it for the three hours. I thought it went by at a pretty good pace and whatnot. Um, I'm going to go... Uh, I'm, like, so torn, but I'm going to go 8.5 on it. I, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I'm probably going to give it an 8.7, I guess. All right. And it's funny because I also spent most of the uh, review bashing it, but I'd also give it an 8.5. I actually really liked it in the end. Yeah. Uh, It it was just more to discuss about the nitpicks and the things I didn't like about it, but there's a lot I like about it. So overall, I I really enjoyed the adventure, and I give 8.5. But, I mean, obviously Ben would get a 10. Am I right, ladies? (laughs) I'll give give Ben, Ben an 8. I give I like her I like this is gonna sound weird. It's gonna sound weird, but I really like Bev's jaw. Like her jawline. <laughs> Alright. Yeah. I wasn't looking at her jawline. Come on, so. man. Someone back me up. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> jawline. It's a great jawline. Let me look at it right now. No, Adra uh, Adra Ada. Adra? Adra? Audra. Audra. She's the best one, best looking one in the movie, man. When you watch it again, I honestly barely remember her. She's in it for like two seconds. Oh, you'll you'll remember what I'm talking about. <laughs> I want right. to see. I want to see Bill's movie though. That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So I guess three out of four. Horror Squad approved. That's still above our our, our failing grades. So I approve it. Okay, four out of four then. Yeah. All right, Steve. Let's before we wrap this up, why don't you give us the questions real quick? All right. Uh, let's see. Let's start here with. Um, let's go over to Instagram. 
So we have, have any of you seen the new Hell House LLC Lake of Fire? It's only Joe. You're the only one who saw that? Yeah. Yeah. You already talked about it, so I won't go too much yeah. into it. But uh, who is your favorite adult character in It Chapter 2? Ooh. This was Rise Horror Corner, by the way. So. Okay, cool. Um, God, I'm going to go... Mm, probably Richie, honestly. I mean, I, everyone says they loved him, and I, I thought he was great in this as well. So I'll go Richie. Richie or Eddie? Jessica Chastain's jawline. <laughs> She's a babe. Ben. Or Mike. And I like Richie as well. And Jessica Chastain, too. And so Beverly, I like her a lot. So they're between those two. Um, Arbrat10 says, How do you guys... And Gal, feel about possible more Pennywise movies. It's a big mm. universe that could definitely be explored. Plus, I'm down for more Skarsgård Pennywise anywhere I can get it. Mm. True, but I'm not like, please make one, please make one. But if you make one, I'll see it. I think they'll yeah, make one. I'll, I think they will too, honestly, because they've already they're already like talking, talking about, about it. it, and uh, there's already talk about a super cut happening with the two movies, like a seven hour. Ooh, I'll like, watch that. Yeah, where, like, they t- put in a lot of the deleted scenes and stuff like that they had. So there's already talk about that happening, which they were talking about either it being released on, like, Netflix, kind of like they did with Tarantino, um, Hateful Eight. They did that, like, a little miniseries. Um, or maybe they would release it as, like, a special event thing for the movie theater. But, um, like Sam said, I- I'm not, like, super clamoring for it. It's not, like, anything I need. But it could definitely be interesting if they did like went like a prequel or something like that. So, or even like him just dealing with a different mm. type of losers club or something. Or <laughs> even if Ben or Mike had a spinoff movie. <laughs> I don't know about or Beverly's jawline had a spinoff mm. movie. Yeah, there you go. Just her, just her jaw. Delicious. Just, like, have her, Delicious. <laughs> you don't even have the rest of her face. Just her jaw. The whole movie. Just like. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, whatever. I, I, I'd watch. I'd watch it if they did it. But I think I'd rather see like a prequel, like with him as human form or something. I think that would be cool. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it'd be cool to see that, and you know, to go a story outside the books would be kind of cool too. So they could really kind of have, you know, carte blanche and just do whatever they want with it. And I think they can explore the character in really cool ways that way. All right. Uh, we had a question on Twitter from Zabrajit, which we didn't read last week because she just submitted it after. I'm actually going to push it to next week again, so sorry, just because I know we're running low on time and it's not it-related. But we will definitely answer your question next week, I promise. Uh, well, so, you better answer it, Steve. <laughs> you better I, I do will. it next week. I, I, I will. I, um, Gina says, so is Pennywise another killer clown from out of space? <laughs> what you I'm think? sure, I guess. <laughs> I mean, yeah. he, where is technically. he? Te- technically, yes. He's like a multi. So. He's like a interdimensional like being. King. Yeah. Yeah. The king of clowns from outer space. Mm. Yeah, and Shasta, would you like to see a movie of them together? And no, for sure. I'd, I'd be down for all of them. <laughs> yeah. I, I'd see a Pennywise cameo, and I just want another killer clown from outer space. Really, that's sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's what I would rather. Yeah, I think I'd rather see another killer clowns movie before I'd want to see another it movie. Yeah. Right. Uh, uh, we're also so Thomas asks uh, the same question are we going to see a chapter 3 of Pennywise so we answer that uh, Sandra wants to know how do you feel about remakes of horror movies um 
them. I don't hate them. Yeah, I, mean, I don't hate them as much as most people do. Yeah, I mean, I I, I'm all for giving them a chance. Yeah, and I mean, and this was, I thought both of these were great. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, if you, it just depends how much money they put into them and if there's love there, like, for yeah. the franchise. So, yeah. What about you, uh, Tom? I agree. Yeah, if they're going to be good, they're going to be good, and regardless of the original source material. Cool, cool. Uh, and I think that's all the questions that we had for today. I might be missing some. They were all over the place on Facebook. Um, but I, we will answer next week. I think we got like four four times the same question. Are we going to get into Chapter 3 uh, type thing? So thank you to everyone who asked it. And uh, yeah, all the other questions I'll save for next week. Yeah. And don't forget don't forget you can email us at our new email. Um, I don't know if we had mentioned it, but uh, the horror squad podcast at gmail.com. Uh, or just follow us on any of our social medias. Just look up the horror podcast, and you'll you'll find us. I'm sorry, the horror squad podcast, and you'll find us. Did you want to put your uh, hashtag back in there so people will remember too? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Hashtag best scene in the whole it movie. <laughs> well, thanks Hasht- for listening. No, if you listen to the, this whole episode, hashtag. Jessica Chastain jawline. Hashtag Ben and Mike. <laughs> what was your Mike one? Ben and Mike. Oh, uh, gay street fighter. Eddie and Eddie and uh, Richie for sure, gay street fighter. No, Eddie yeah. and uh, no, no, Richie and that that dude's fucking cousin. Yep. Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> All right, Horror Squad huh? episode number one. Yeah. Cool. Episode 90 total. Oh, yeah. Oh, we're coming up on 100. (laughs) Yes, sir. That's exciting. We'll have to do something big. Yeah. Yes. We'll have our special guest, Jessica Chastain's jawline on that episode. (laughs) Seriously, Google her and then look at her jawline. You know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Google her. I I looked at it, Todd. Thank you. All right. (laughs) Bye. 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 Deadly Grounds Coffee knows how important your coffee is to you. Every batch is roasted to perfection with a unique special method that brings out the richest, deepest, smoothest flavor you'll ever find. We're coffee freaks too, and deadly serious about our brew. Just one sip and you'll know why we say, once you go deadly, you don't go back. It's truly coffee to die for. So when you're ready to get a little deadly, Get online and order yours at getdeadly.com. It's coffee so good, it's scary.